Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy, it's simple, it's fun to use, and like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy, if you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. such thing as death. Life is only a dream. And 
we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. And it's like, there's, um, there's women in your life and there may be some bickering amongst these women. Um, it's like they want to say, you know, this is probably going to sound sexist, but they're like, women are going to women, you know, like women are just going to do their thing. Your job is not to, um, is not to worry, like, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't uh, get in the kerfuffle. Your job is to be the man. And, you know, it feels very sort of like the older generational advice, like big surprise, grandpa's going to say be a man, but uh, it feels more subtle than that. It feels more like um, when in doubt. All right. Welcome back to another fun and exciting episode. Uh, this one is a, another one of those ones that got a little personal and I loved the direction. I loved the conversation that I had the pleasure to sit down with uh, Whitney Fox uh, from Whitney Fox Medium. And uh, I'll put all her links in the show notes. And I highly encourage you to check out her work. Um, towards the end, she does a, a, a spiritual reading on me. And she picked up on some really cool uh, things uh, from two of my pat deceased uh, relatives and you'll hear some longer pauses but that's just part of it uh you know I'm, i wanted to leave those in because i like a real authentic you know conversation you know as a listener of podcasts and not just a host of a podcast so having said that i hope you guys enjoy it go find her uh hit, hit her up you can follow her on um instagram at tricksterfox7 and like always, uh, go over to Kelly Fitzshizzle on Instagram and get yourself some curcumin. This stuff is amazing. Uh, I, I, I can't rant and rave enough about it. Also, go over to Patreon, you know, patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. Sign up $5 a month. gets you talk at the tavern. Um, working on putting some other bonus material up there as well on that tier. Uh, it's called Tear of the Tavern. I should have named it the monster that is. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, and, and thank you for, for the Patreons that are over there and, and supporting. And I can't thank you enough. You know, I, I never thought I'd be, you know, sitting here in, uh, in studio recording, you know, with guests and, and talking to all these different people from around the world and having people sign up to, to listen. And it means a lot to me. Uh, I'm very humbled. I uh, can't thank you enough. If you want to be on the show, hit me up on, uh, on IG, uh, My Third Eye Podcast. 
or email me, mythirdipod at gmail.com. Everything is in my link tree. So, and that includes my outro music that um, is done by the artist known as Nosi. I encourage you to check him out over there on Spotify. Um, what else do I have to say? Not much of anything, but um, yeah, just keep listening, share these episodes, give me five-star ratings and reviews. I, I do all I can to, to try and, you know, see my Apple ones. Everybody knows I'm an Android user and uh, I've already made my comments on that. But anyway, uh, again, thank you for the support. I hope you enjoy this episode. It was very personal, touching. And uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, hopefully talking to her again in the future. So enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. Today, I am I have the honor to sit down and talk with a very special lady that I've heard on Upstate Unconventional a few times, and was ha- I had the honor to get invited on a roundtable with Nico and her, and I believe it was Ron Weed and or Lehman Dollins. So I finally get to have my own interview with the beloved. Whitney Fox. So having said that, I will turn the microphone over to you, Whitney, and you can let people know where you, they can find you and, you know, all your awesome, you know, you put into on social media and everything else. Hi, Ghost. It's good to see you and talk to you. And I also enjoyed uh, those chats that we had. Um, Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Absolutely. I'm looking forward to our talk for sure. Um, yeah, so just out of the gate, uh, I could be found at uh, TricksterFox7 on Instagram, and then um, I have a website. It's uh, WhitneyFoxMedium.com. Nice. So, yeah. yeah, everybody go check her out. She, she's fun to follow. She posts some good stuff, and, you know, she's always, and if you hit her up on a DM with some questions, she, she gets back to you, you know, so don't, don't worry about any of that. Yeah, don't worry about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so it's good on your side of the United States. It's nice and sunny there. It's still a little sunny over here on the East Coast, but yeah, we had a couple of freezing days. But it's nice. It's windy, but it's nice. It's starting to warm up. Like spring has sprung. Oh, that's I had cool. somebody tell me last night because my yard is going off. Somebody who was here last night goes, "Well, spring definitely started at this house because <laughs> there's flowers everywhere." Yeah, so that's good. I love my garden. Yeah, we see the uh, the daffodils are starting to pop up around here. The yards and fields are starting to get a little green, and yeah. I think the willow, so it's good. It's good. Trees and, you know, and, um, I think totally. I have monarch butterflies. I try and help the problem, and we released a healthy one this morning. So that's oh, a nice. A, yeah, it's a great it's start. It's incredible how far those butterflies travel when they migrate. Like it totally. It's crazy to think that little thing can fly that far. They go all the way down into Mexico and You know what? Too Okay, so real quick since we I always like to talk about the butterflies and the bees or all the animals and stuff. I feel like I've got a connection. But um a couple of years ago, I wanted some milkweed. There's the they're the host plant. I wanted mm-hmm. some milkweed so I could bring some monarchs. And it turns out that there was a couple of caterpillars. So we, we started right out of the gate with these marks. My husband, like sweetest man in the world. He's like, what are these little cuties? Like, what are they doing? And so we kind of watched them together. And then I had. 
Lost deep dive it. on this particular, you know, profile, but they're amazing looking. I really, okay, shoot. Where'd you lose me? Uh, Are you there? Probably uh, right when you started talking about the monarchs, you froze and then you came back and then you froze right after you said your husband, most beautiful. <laughs> okay. Man. Damn it. I'm going to move rooms, but stay with me. Okay. I'm no, walking, I'm talking. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got these monarch, you know, milkweed plants and um, it had some caterpillars on it. And so my husband got into it. I got into it when we realized how like absolutely amazing these creatures are. They like the caterpillars are beautiful. The butterflies are obviously beautiful, but the chrysalis is, looks like a piece of jade oh, wow. with gold, actual gold leaf on it. It's they're crazy. So we ended up going down this giant rabbit hole after like we ended up putting in a greenhouse just to raise them oh, <laughs> like, nice. because they have a lot they're threatened they have a lot of you know they're on the petition to be on the endangered species and so we started like we can raise healthy ones and it was it turned out to be like a, a ton of work and more than we could do and <laughs> anyway but the but the thing that I wanted to say that was so interesting was um and my husband noticed it too and he's a bit of a normie you know like he knows there's something weird is you raise these things and we were raising them in cages because keep them away from the predators and then release them and releasing them is like a spiritual experience. Um, but we noticed that we started having them land on us after they hatched. So it's almost like the caterpillars could, uh, it's like. It's almost like they knew you raised them in a sense, like they imprinted on you, like a, towards us. Like a, and like, even though we kind of, we still have a few here and there, one cage, like I said, we released one this morning, but even still they'll just monarchs, even not our monarchs, they'll just randomly like come up into our face or they'll land on us. And so I think awesome. it's like, yeah, I don't know what, I have the same experience with my bees, um, but it's like, we can't, I just don't think that we can discount their um, just being bugs and not yeah. having some sort of like they know that you're trying to help or they mm -hmm. connect with you energetically, or I really don't know what the answer is to that, but that thing kind of happened. It definitely happens. And so I just started keeping bees and the bees don't want to sting you. They would just want to protect the queen. And right. um, my husband's noticing like they'll, they'll give you warning signs. You know, like I said, my husband's a bit of a normie, you know, uh -huh. he's wonderful, but he's a bit of a normie. And he's like, yeah, they warn me. They don't sting. They warn me first. And so then I just leave, you know? Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to pay attention, you know? It's funny you say that about how <clears throat> animals kind of sense things because I, it was, I think it was yesterday. I was watching, saw a video online of these two kids, they, maybe toddler, maybe five, six at the most. Okay. I mean, we're talking a young child. And it was two of them, and they were playing at the end of their driveway. Now, at the end of their driveway was what they thought was a cat, and they were trying to help it get a, get out and get moving along and what have you, pick it up, love it, whatever. That cat was a black cat with a white stripe down its back, and it did not spray them. I missed that last part. You cut out for a second. It was a what? It, it, that, the cat was a black cat with a white stripe down its back, and oh. it did not spray them. In other words, they were playing with a skunk and they did not even realize it, but they were trying to help it get along and, and, and move, or move oh. along. And it's almost like the skunk knew that these were two innocent ch children and it, it didn't even spray. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It, crazy. it didn't feel threatened or, mm -mm. you know, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's something there. I just think we need to 
slow down like a child, yeah. you know, like. Need that child innocence back. Show the fear and it never, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. It's not the wind. You, yeah, you completely froze. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Maybe it's a sign we weren't supposed to talk into too deep okay. conspiracy theory. <laughs> okay. I'm super sorry about my connection. I oh, think, I think this. I think this might be better. Okay. So apologies on that. No, you're good. So especially while you're recording, <laughs> so lame. That's why you have a post-production editing that <laughs> goes on, and you, you look for the the straight lines where there's nothing being said. What have you? Oh, okay. Now you're back. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. I just like decided to leave. Yeah, it does so. that to me. I'm glad I'm not the only one, and I'm hardwired <laughs> in. Like I used to just run off my Wi-Fi, and then. Like a couple other podcasters are like, no, nah, dude, you need, you need to hardwire in. That'll help, you know, when you're hosting larger forums and what have you. And I was like, okay, ever since I started hardwiring in, it'll just boot me. Like a no, guest I... still hears me, but it takes me back to, oh, I got to re-enter the meeting. And it's like, what the hell? You know what I mean? It, it gets yeah. frustrating because it, it freaks me out on my end because, you know, I'm sitting there, usually I'm talking and then all of a sudden, poof. And, and then I stop because I'm like, oh, shit, what's going on? And then you get that dead airspace for a second. And it's like, oh, OK, I got to go back in. But the guests always they could hear me. It's just they lose my video. For yeah, some I don't know. Well, you know, I'm wondering if certain podcasts get more problems than other podcasts. Yeah, maybe. You know I mean, I mean I don't I'm know. not afraid I'm... to touch on anything. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I kind of think I'm a little small to be on their their radar. But hey, who knows? You know, one never knows. No. You know, I think. Who knows? Maybe we're all on radar somewhere. Yeah. According to Snowden, you know. Yeah. And the fact that on Fridays I usually run a, you know, four to five hour, you know, podcast episode. So you know that's taking up some some space. So maybe they're yeah, hey, let's true. look at this guy. And every time he logs on, so I, I don't know. Yeah, just a theory. Yeah, and you have some very interesting people on. You know, yes, talking about to. lots of interesting stuff. So. Last Friday was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was there, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that was so fun, Ghost. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, actually, last Friday was like a test run for for me for an answer. I kind of shared this with Joe from Legit Bat uh, the, the, the next day or whatever. And I wasn't feeling like a vibe of people were, were really into coming to the tavern as much anymore. And there, there's been a couple that just haven't run as long and the energy was just kind of just slightly off. So I had been thrown around in the back of my head, you know, maybe I'll just, we'll see what this Friday brings. If, if it's the same old, same old, you know, I'll sell my liquor license and then close the tavern down. And, uh, <laughs> next yeah. thing I know, I, I get a, an email from Graham from the gray America show, which is a huge show. And they, yeah, him and show. him and Darren have been going at it for over 10 years. And He's like, are you doing it tonight? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, I'm going to try to make it. And he stayed the whole time. Ryan stayed the whole time. Joe and Jen came in early and stayed the whole, and all, and the energy was just boom. And the conversation was just on fire. And I was just like, 
well, I guess here's my sign to keep it going. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that was a good conversation. I had to dip out for a second. I didn't make it back at the end, but I presume you didn't go too much longer because I Not when really. I came back, y'all were done. Yeah. 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 I think we went. I figured uh, maybe twelve. Oh, okay. Okay. Twelve thirty, maybe. So all right. There. It wasn't super long yeah. after. Well, it was fun. It was yeah. super fun. I feel like I, I made some new friends. You did. You know. I'm sure you did. Yeah. That's what yeah. the tavern's all about. I like bringing people together and. You know, even like newer podcasts, you know, I got a hand up, so I want to help other people. You know, I don't have the biggest audience, but hey, come on the round table, talk. Someone's bound to hear it. They might like what you, you know, you have to say. They'll go follow your podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's where it's at. Mm -hmm. For sure. We got to stick together. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it feels like we're a dying breed, but uh then, then you get talking with more people and you realize now nah, there's there's yeah. more of us than than the normies i think at this point yeah 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 i think i i listened to uh your disney your disney one with matt right yes yeah oh my that one blew my face off that was amazing i just finished mm-hmm. it like i was like hell yeah that, i mean oh, what a great conversation yeah. you know um my but, wife know, some will not I, use uh, it or listen to it I, well, I was just going to mention that, like my, my husband too, like I said, one most wonderful person in the world, but it's more bandwidth than he can do really right. most, a lot of the stuff. So it's nice to be able to go down rabbit holes with people that do have the bandwidth to, mm-hmm. um, to keep up, you know, or not to put it that way to um, be able to digest it, you know, cause it is a lot to take oh, in your is. wife is probably, oh, she you know, up. like loving disney you know she grew up in yeah you know for a little while in orlando florida and went to disney you know and, and took her her kids to disney when they were young and it, it's like you know and i mentioned yeah. it and my one stepson her youngest um he's like oh i can't wait to listen to that one and she's like no i don't want to you'll crush my whole belief in disney i'm like yeah really not the most magical place on earth babe really isn't. yeah yeah and yet you know, my, my, I, what used to be really good friends with my husband's mom before she passed away. And also from the same cloth, just very sweet lady, mm-hmm. like, you know, amazing person. One of my favorite people in the world. And years ago we went, we were talking about nine 11 years ago. Right. And, you know, she was a hundred percent with the narrative, you know, and I don't even know why we're talking about it. Wouldn't be something I would bring up with her. But I essentially just said, well, what about building seven? And she's like, what's building seven? And I told her what building seven was. And she just stared at me. And then her response was, okay, if I am to believe that, then everything I know is wrong. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I can't do it. So she was honest with me with, I'd rather ignorance is bliss. So she knows that there's something, but she can't live in that world. Just like your wife can't live there. And I don't, maybe not everybody has to live there, you know? And my wife has said to me, and I've, I've mentioned this on a lot of episodes, you know, she's like, what you talk about scares me. And I'm like, it only scares you because it challenges your belief system to its core of everything that you've been programmed and taught either by your school, by your TV programs that you grew up watching or just by society in general. And she's like, you know what, you make a good point. She goes, but like, like your mother-in-law said, you know, sometimes I'd rather just not know that way. I feel good about myself. You know what I mean? Because it it is a lot of weight to bear. You know, you start going down these rabbit holes and exploring truth and, you know, 
get in the podcast game and start having guests on and, and talking about this, it's not for the, the, the faint of heart or somebody that, you know, doesn't have a strong back to carry this, this information because it could be very, and can be for a lot of people, very depressing. And, mm -hmm. you know, they just want to, uh, it's all doom and gloom. You know, everybody's fucked. We're, you know, nothing we can do, but I think there is stuff that we can do. And I think that's why podcasts have grown the way they have. And especially since, you know, the, the whole pandemic and, and lockdowns and everything else, you know, you saw a lot of podcasts. I was a little late to the game um, on the tail curtain of that, but it, in that aspect, I think, I think the, the pandemic was good. You know, it, it launched a lot of new truth seekers in, in the community. Yeah. And it also launched a lot of holistic health learning where people yep. used to just, Oh, that's my grandma used to do that. And then they start looking into it and they're like, Oh shit that fucking works. Right. And it's like, right. duh, work for a reason. Yeah. You know, all your medicine that you take derives from a plant or, or something from the earth. And they just alter a couple little, you know, molecules or whatever it is. That way they can patent it because you can't patent anything that comes natural from the earth. And that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, not to sound cornball, but I think that's why this community is so important for the mm -hmm. individuals that are, um, you know, imbibing at the tavern kind of thing right. is uh, because I, I think that most of us, you know, like that were there the other night, we're all kind of in the same boat. There might be a, few, a friend or two or a few people in our regular life that can go down the rabbit hole with us. But for the most part, I think there's, we're just a little bit different, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, you know? Yeah. Um, oh. And, and so, you know, for me, for the most part, I, I curb that talk really with the, the people in my 3d reality here, because, you know, uh, my kids are pretty red pilled though, you know, oh, like the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. So I can, I can do some stuff with them, but I also don't want to break any brains or overload with information. So, right. you know, they, each of them has their own sort of things and they surprise me with stuff that they've looked up or know. And I'm like, you know, all knowledge is learned, not told, right. You exactly. have to learn it yourself. Just like touching the stove is hot, you know, like yep. you're not, you're not going to grow wise because your mama told you, you know, but I certainly have laid some groundwork, you know, and so did their grandfather. Their grandfather was a, a my ex-husband's dad, one of my favorite people in the world, but whoa, what a conspiracy theorist. And we could go for hours I knew that if I was going to stop by and see him, I would, if it was light out, it wasn't going to be light when I left. You know? Nice. And <laughs> those, are, those are the best conversations. Cause they just, oh, yeah. and that's kind of how I run my show. You know, like we were sitting there before, before we started recording, you know, where should we start? Where, where should we do this? Or where should we do that? And here we are, we're shooting the shit and didn't even start where we, we thought we were going to start, but we're having good <laughs> conversation because it's an organic conversation. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's going to lead to wherever the conversation needs to lead wherever and, it's supposed to go yeah and the information yeah. that is is brought out i hope it helps somebody that's what I, that's my whole purpose with every episode that i do you know what i mean and yeah, i think so i love your shows i think you do you're really good ghost well thank I'm you really honored to have to have the chat with it's, you it's hard taking those compliments because i never never saw myself in that light and you know i think you're actually blushing <laughs> just a little bit no I, I probably am i feel my cheeks get a little red but uh 
you know, and even my wife says that she's like, you know, you're not the same person you were almost six months ago when you started this, you know, you used to, you'd never, never really go up and strike a conversation with strangers. I was kind of more of an introvert and, you know, just go to, go to a store, eyes and eyes and head straight forward, get what you need. Don't want to pick up on the energy around me because it really fucks with me. And then next thing I know, I'm, I'm changing the way I look at things, changing the way I think about things. I never thought I'd be carrying black tourmaline and um, <laughs> two other crystals that for whatever reason are drawing a blank on my mind, but you know, I yeah, carry when you were in the military, you, you probably weren't doing that in the military. No. Hey bro, I got this crystal. <laughs> yeah, not at all. And you know, it, but I don't know, I, I feel really good about myself and, and where I've come. And when I hear other people are like, oh yeah, you're really good at, you know, just having a good conversation. It's like, I never thought I was because I, yeah. I never really reached out to do that. But I, I could with my wife, you know, even back when we were dating, she'd yeah. always say, I could talk to you for hours. You're, you know, you're, you have a calming voice. You don't get over sporadic and excited, you know, you know, over negative things or whatever, you know, you just kind of remain calm. And I was like, well, I guess I yeah, tried you, to apply you, the same thing to the, the podcast, you know, it's like you found your voice, but like to me, if I was going to describe you to someone that doesn't know or heard from you, I would say, and this is what I think the best podcaster, I'm not that we're like critiquing podcasters, but right. is if, if the, the host is open and not going to shut down any, any like avenues, because that's the only way any of us really learn, even the person you're interviewing, you know, is like, cause there's if, if we're going to say, no, that's fake, or she's a fraud, or he doesn't know what he's talking about, like, everybody needs to be heard out, because no, none of us have the answer. Exactly. You know, we're all just throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks, you know, you know by the time this is released, I've, I would have already released the episode with a gentleman that had a 20 in back. And to hear his story, it's hard to wrap your mind around. Oh, and, but I gave him his platform to talk about it. You know what I mean? And, right. and there's other podcasts out there that'd be like trying to pick it apart. This guy's a liar, you know, this and that. Let him tell a story. The only thing he right. has at the end of the day is to lose. He does have, he doesn't have anything to gain by telling a story. It's just like people that tell their Sasquatch stories or Dogman stories or, you know, Mothman or a Wraith or whatever, you know, all they have is to lose and to be made fun of. So right. they're not getting rich off their story. They're exactly. getting ridiculed at the end of the day, for the most part, unless you're in that kind of community, you know what I mean? And, and tend to believe people like that. So I don't know. Right. Well, you know, and the listener is essentially, they're putting together their own paradigm of what they believe and what they don't. And you don't know whose paradigm you're going to be uh, accentuating or changing a mind for or right. somebody else that's had that experience and they can connect because then they know and maybe we're all living on just slightly lift different dimensions <laughs> i've had that thought a lot recently like Good. especially with the you know I, we joked about it the other night you know with the still here in california is there's the double mask in your car by yourself folk you know mm -hmm. like that's a that's a, it's almost like or, or did I, is there a time slip? Is there a dimensional shift? Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we are absorbing information at different rates and from far different places, you know, not to pick on them too much, but, you know, it's an archetype, you know, yeah. now. Um, so, so you, you got to wonder, because, you know, I've had a multitude of anomalous experiences and I've spent my entire life trying to justify my own sanity by searching, you know, like who else has had this? what's that called? Is it me? Or am I delusional? You know, like, 
and, and I'm, I know I'm not the only one, you know, right. whoever sought out this podcast probably has some of that, you know, exactly. Uh, so, you know, and I, th- I think that's why these podcasts are becoming more and more popular because they're so counter to the mainstream bullshit narrative that we've had shoved down our throats for 60 years, you know? Oh, yeah. So, if not yeah. More. <laughs> if not, well, yeah, probably centuries, right? Yeah. I mean, or millennia, perhaps, yeah. you know, like me, like, I don't know if you ever saw Jesus Christ Superstar. Do you ever watch that? I think I might've watched it a long time ago, but I don't really recall. I don't know. I just... I, it might've been one of those drunken nights in the air force that buddy popped in a movie and you know what I mean? Really? Like, yeah. So, I mean, but not I, that I, I'm a big like musical person, but that yeah. one is like, there's some funny lyrics, but uh, there's a scene where Pontius Pilate, I think is, he sings about, there's just a song about how, you know, is Jesus a savior is, or is it just PR, you know, like, right. <laughs> he just had a good public relation team, you know, <laughs> so I kind, I kind of tend to believe the latter of that, you know what I mean? Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's just, but, me. Uh, I don't know. Not that I'm not pro Jesus like that, that there's power in that word and that in absolutely. the name of Jesus for sure. I've seen it with my own three eyes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So. And that goes back to, if everybody believes in, in this thing, that that's simple magic, you know, at, right. at its finest. That's what mm-hmm. gives it the power. That's what manif- manifests the powers because all these people believe in it and, and give it the power, you know what I mean? Right. But, you know, and right. you can do that with every religion and mm-hmm. every religion is man-made and every religion right. at the end of the day is just a theory. Right. You know right. And people are killed over it. <laughs> yeah, big time, <laughs> big yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, you know, to take that one step further, everything's really just a theory. Mm-hmm. You know, I was gonna, I was yeah. actually going to say that as well because I don't, I don't know. I've been on this kick lately. I even when I was talking with Ryan, and you know, we were having a conversation. He's like, you know, some of these podcasters out there are just like jumping on hook, line, and sinker of everything that these people that they have on their show is true. Or, you know, depending on what, what side it is, left, right, center, up, down, backwards. And he goes, you know, it, it, it's crazy. I said, Ryan, you know, I bring guests on. At the end of the day, everything's just a theory. Everything right. is just a theory. You know, we talk right. about going to Antarctica, theory. We talk about UFOs, theory. We talk about right. people seeing Sasquatch, theory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pick a topic. It's a theory. Uh, and, and with deep fakes? so i had a conversation with a friend yesterday who i love and respect a lot and he's like what about what's going on in ukraine and all this stuff and i go i don't know bro i'm i'm not there so i really don't know i can't i can speak to what is flying around in terms of what people think is going on there but unless it's happening and on my grass outside like and i can see it with my own two eyes and even then i might doubt but really you know like we can yeah. speculate but we don't nobody knows and he's no. all come on don you're not gonna i mean come on whitney you're not gonna go down the <laughs> rabbit hole the conspiracy rabbit hole are you well sometimes you have, to, you, like, you have to you know it has to be considered that nothing is real right, right. that everything is is been a some sort of psyop to manipulate the working class oh totally. you know you know and you know, that goes back all the way back. I talked to a guy yesterday to Mockingbird Media. You know, you're, 
they, you watch a TV and the moment you're watching that program or a movie or anything, immediately it bypasses your frontal lobe and starts programming your subconscious. And totally. Mm-hmm. And people just eat it hook, line, and see, like you were just saying, oh my God, there's a dude by himself in a car wearing two, three, four, five masks. Right. Okay. Why? Or a guy riding a motorcycle with no helmet and masks or mask. It's like, y'all are, yeah. I'm sorry, y'all are retarded at the end of the day. I mean, come on, wake, yeah, wake up. Where, how, how are you even being tested positive for that disease, that quote unquote yeah. thing anymore? You know what I mean? It, any and where's so-called your critical thinking, yeah. you know, it just n- zero. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I'll, I'll never understand what we just went through, you know, like not to sound too arrogant, but I just didn't participate. I never had a test, never had COVID, never had a shot. I was just like, no, I don't, I don't, no. No, I'm not, I'm not doing the cult of COVID. Then I'm sorry to anybody that's listening that had COVID or, you know, suffered or lost someone even, I don't know, but you know, with three, four comorbidities, what, you know, exactly. that, like the average, I, you know, that, I'm sure you've talked about it ad nauseum, you know, <laughs> like, and we all have COVID yeah. fatigue, you know, oh, sure. big time. you know, but um, I know that there was a, so I've got three kids and they're, my girls are in their early twenties and my son is 19. And when my oldest was, um, not that I wasn't already hip to like, whoa, even Disney, you know, and like Miley Cyrus hosting the um, MTV Music Awards one year with the Cali stuff with my kids, my girls were little. And I was like, okay, here, we're not watching this. And this is why. And so they were like six and eight. And I'm like, see that <laughs> that's this, you know, like this is, this is something that you need to watch out for. So that maybe part of the reason that they're pretty hip to a lot of stuff, but um but I used to do a lot of driving with my oldest daughter. She was a softball player. So we were driving all over the place to tournaments and things like that. And she was really into uh, a lot of music, but at the time she was really getting hard into hip hop. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a certain hip hop I follow and whatever. Uh, but some of this, as I was like, after you know a while, I was like, why are they like, why are they always talking about drinking? Like drinking mm-hmm. is so mm-hmm. like, uh, pedestrian, you know, or just talking about getting drunk all the time. And I was like, I mean, with these hardcore hip hop songs, like, why aren't they talking about like harder drugs or doing other stuff? Like, cause I felt pretty hardcore, but it was drinking, drinking, drinking. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to look that up. I'm going to see what's going on with that. Cause it's just like one long drinking commercial, you mm-hmm. know, sure enough, come to find, you know, that the artists that she was kind of into were, you know, essentially the record labels owned by Seagram's, which is owned by the Bronfman family. And I was, you know, so I was able to say, Hey girl, like, just know when you have those earbuds that you fall asleep to every night, you know, to this music that you're literally being programmed to like get effed up and alcohol and stuff, you know? So I think the reason kind of that I wanted to make that point was knowledge is power, you know, Mm -hmm. like she was able to go, Oh, you know, instead of just blindly going along going, yeah, this is what we do. And, you know, get butt implants in, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like hate your family and, you know, disparage, you know, think you're, you think you're counterculture. Cause you got a tattoo, like right. when your kindergartner teacher has one, you know, like, so, <laughs> like, so I don't know. So perhaps, you know, back to the first part of the, you know, talking about podcasters, like all you need to do is have an interest and then have some people drop some ideas and go, wow. So that Disney gift 
card actually does have a perfectly shaped penis on it. Mm. You know, like, did you <laughs> exactly. see that one? I did. Oh I'm like, God. wow. <laughs> You're not even hiding it anymore. I mean, not even hiding it. Like it's horrifying. So and for anybody yeah. out there, it's a BBC, a big blue cock. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> right next to her face. Too. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I saw the other day. oh my god but uh, so uh, anyway you know if you can have somebody just drop a red pill in your drink once in a while you know exactly Um, yeah (laughs) like (laughs) see look just look now go 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 do your own research and and see what else you can find i I guarantee your mind's gonna be blown you know what i mean yeah you do that with your wife she's gonna be coming to you with stuff soon you know Because then probably, she's probably, probably in tears, but she'll, she would. That's what I was going to say. She'll hit a wall and she'll be angry because uh-huh. um, I think I want to say it was Mark Twain. That's the Mark Twain quote. Um, I just love quotes, but um, uh, it's like, it's easier to lie to people than tell them they've been lied to, Oh yeah, you know? And so, and the reason for that is there's some deep psychological trauma that can happen to you if you've believed one thing for many years and you don't have the capacity to um, uh, surrender that, you know, mm-hmm. when you think, you know, something, then you're, that's where you're lost when you realize you don't know anything. Exactly. You know, and it's I never like claim a- to know anything, everything about anything. You know what I mean? I, I, I know a little about a lot, but you know what I mean? It's a little, and I always want to learn more. And if you keep yourself on, on the track of always wanting to learn more, you'll yeah. spend your life always learning. Don't ever totally. stop and be like, Hey, I'm a genius. You know, I, I work with people like that and it it's so <laughs> fucking annoying. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that kind of stems from insecurity, you know, yeah. people got to tell you what they know all the time, oh. you know, and it's exhausting. It's just like, okay, I'll just pretend I have earphones on and yeah, God bless them though. Cause if they do that, I think it means that they, respect you and they respect your opinion or they want you to respect them or something yeah. and but this you individual know, know but oh. <laughs> <laughs> this one is just a self-serving yeah because yeah. <laughs> there's those two yes <laughs> yeah see the bifurcation of culture right mm-hmm. you know so um anyway so yeah so what else do you want to do you want to you want go into what we were talking about earlier or sure if you want to do that yeah yeah, we can i'm i'm down okay i'm game okay let's try it let's see what uh, comes up maybe it'll All bring right. some more conversation um oh, absolutely or i wonder maybe i should talk about mediumship a little bit first let's do that okay and um so even talking about it somehow kind of raises the vibration you know mm-hmm. so that'll uh, be good too for me uh, to maybe t- tune in more easily so um so I'm sure that you or people listening have some idea what I'm talking about. Um, a lot of people are afraid of, you know, mediumship, thinking that it's um, like a seance, right. you know, a seance might be where there's table tipping and, you know, you call in the spirits and they blow a bugle or, you know, that kind of thing. That That's not necessarily what that is, although you can do you can do group readings or what they call in, um, in Europe, they call platform readings. And that's when there's a, a group of 
what's called sitters. They're the people that would like to contact loved ones on the other side. And then there's the medium. So there's lots of different kinds of mediumship. Um, um, I wouldn't say lots of different kinds. There's a couple of different kinds. There's just lots of different approaches that different mediums take Um, and protocols and the way they work and that kind of thing. So the two main kind um, is uh, one is called evidentiary mediumship. And that's when you sit and place the intent to contact loved ones of the sitter and bring through messages of, you know, love, healing, forgiveness, um, grace, all of the things that are in the realm of the light. So um, the mediums that I have learned from and the courses that I've taken, there's no even consideration for anything dark. It's just not even in the, you know, um, in in the syllabus at all there's just no the intent there's no intent for that so even though there are dark things that exist um if they're essentially just not allowed within the intent then they're in my to me there's really they're they're not there to be worried about and so the pursuit of mediumship for me came after I, i did a lot of other work first i guess you know you could call it shadow work or or, you know, finding my voice, who I am, how I am, where, if, um, know thyself, you know, that I know myself as someone with integrity and a desire to be in service and also a deep curiosity and um, fascination with the other side, mm-hmm. a lot of different reasons. But, you know, then I finally came to a time in my life where I was ready to pursue it seriously. And uh, with that, you know, I've done training courses and been certified and I continue to do courses. And the favorite place where I take do courses is uh, through the Arthur Findlay College in England. And they've been there since the early 60s. And the spiritualist movement or spiritualist churches have been around um, for hundreds of years. And that is essentially their uh, modus operandi is is it's uh, Christian based. I wouldn't okay. call myself a spiritualist, even though Christ and Jesus I have a personal relationship with. I'm not affiliated with a spiritualist church, but in the spiritualist church, you could also call it uh, a Christian church with like ancestor worship because the pastors, the reverends will bring through messages from the past loved ones of you know, the, the congregation or the people in the church. So essentially their belief and my belief is that there is a continuity of spirit. Um, We just cash in the meat suit, but we're still, uh, we still can access, you know, the faculties of here and through the use of a medium um, can bring through messages. So an evidentiary medium would be someone that with their sitter or sitters can bring through evidence, you know, essentially that um, it's their loved ones, things that the medium could not know. And so what this does for the sitter or the grieving bereaved or um, is it gives proof that their loved one is still exists and is uh, safe, happy um, around. um, And it's it's a great relief to grief um, when that evidence can come through. And then beyond that, um, the relief to grief, um, there can be, uh, you can learn a lot 
you know, the, the, from the other side where they sit, they've got a broader, this is what I believe. And I think a lot of mediums believe is they have a much broader perspective on the material realm. So um, they don't typically come through with like reading your future or because they understand deeply there that we all have our contracts here and our path and our need to learn certain things. However, sometimes they will come through with things like really very mundane things like maybe get your brakes done or, right. you know, uh, so, you know, and, and I'll say here that there is a great importance to the in the intuitive abilities of the sitter as well as the medium. So for instance, if, if we sit and try something, I, I believe you're an empath. So I think you already have intuitive skills. I think you are able to intuit your guest, the people you interview. And then, you know, you had mentioned that you also get a little freaked out in crowds and this is very typical of an empath. Mm -hmm. And so I also think that you can somewhat feel the emotions of the people you're interviewing. Right. And yeah. so, you, you know, you do kind of have to keep or protect that and take, keep your quiet time quiet. And you know what <laughs> I mean? Um, so you're probably a very good person to sit with because when, when I try and reach anybody that you have on the other side, it will, it, because I'm, I'll be bringing through things that I know nothing about. I'll just say what I'm seeing or mm -hmm. feeling or hearing. And then it's to you to say, to think, go back in your, um, catalog of life and say, Oh, you know what? I, that does kind of remind me of someone, why would they be coming through? And so they, they, uh, on the other side, they're very elegant with how they do things. So if let's say, you know, you have a dear close loved one that, you know, say your dad died and you're like, Oh, maybe it's my, a lot of times it's, it might be aunt Josephine because the emotions aren't as hot just to get you used to the idea of communicating with the other side. And they know this, it okay. may be just the opposite. It may be that there's a, a desperate need for the sitter to hear from someone in particular, or um, even more often is they come through and it's not about them. You know, like people say, you know, was my mom mad at me that did she not like being cremated? It's they're so selfless on that side once they've had their life reviews and they've been through everything that they've had to, to adapt to that vibration, that they're very selfless. So what they, what they want to do is come through for you and, okay. and help you and help your experience here in this very dense vibration. Um, so that, that's a, to me, uh, a tr real indicator that we've got a loved one coming through. Um, like I said, I don't really, I definitely don't allow anything sort of dark. Um, it's only happened a couple of times that I've had flashes of dark imagery and uh, I've had to kind of navigate away from that and feel like it, this might not be the time to uh, read for this sitter because they've got some, they've got either an attachment or they've got some work to do. And this is, this isn't the work um, at this moment, you know, but it's only happened a couple of times for the most part. So anyway, um, can I interrupt you real quick? Sure. Right yeah. Yeah. With that. It's funny you said that because I don't, I've never wanted, had the desire to reach out to, you know, any, anyone that has passed in, in, in my lifetime or whatever, but you said you had a flash of an image of darkness. Okay. When I was uh, contemplating on having, uh, when this episode comes out, m my audience will have already heard my interview with 
Zachary King. Now, when to back the story up, my one coworker that I become friends with, I got him into listening to podcasts, and I I said just start with the confessionals. You know, it's a good podcast. I I love it. And he came across um, Tony's interview with him, and it got him kind of digging into is there satanic cults and this and that and and what have you. Long story short, he gets a random he has a PO box. He gets a random letter in the mail uh, from a lady inviting him to like a church or a house to discuss this in a couple towns over he never heard of this lady so he threw the threw the letter away and what have you and he just kind of backed off and then i was like wow that's kind of creepy well then i started contemplating you know should i reach out to zachary and every time i would think that i would get a vision in my head of my coworker's face just boom and I i i took that as nope not right now and I, right. every time I would think about, okay, it's been a little while or whatever, boom, it would happen. It would happen. And finally, one time when I was thinking of it, it didn't happen. I was like, okay, I think it's safe to reach out. And that, that kind of shit happens now and again with me, but not, not on a daily or a regular. But I, was, I guess with getting more in tune with who I am, I actually saw that as a sign. Like that wasn't the time to do it. Right, right. And this, I think this is what has kept us alive for hundreds of thousands of years is this, and I think we all have it. That's the thing is, uh, I I was talking to Lehman, and essentially, he was saying he's, you know, he's got some interest in that. I'm like, we're all, we're all mediums, just Mm -hmm. not all of us have an interest, you know, we all have our skills, and we all have our, um, you know, where our curiosity is go for a reason we're, we're not all the same, you know, and some people are good at one. Some people are good at spotting Bigfoot, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> some people are good at, you know, backgammon or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but I would say that for sure, your assessment of yourself, I'm just going to say is probably exactly true as an empath already. Um, then now, as you talk to more people and you're starting to figure out exactly where you're coming from, then, and like, same with me, I will have instances like that. And, um, it's not every day. It, it, if it was every day, it drives nuts, you know, oh, like, completely. it's like, it's, you know, we got to deal in the material world, but when it does happen, it's because, um, you, a part of you, like it's higher self subconscious, what doesn't, whatever we call it, it doesn't, it's still a sense. It's like, you know, sense of touch or smell or taste. Mm-hmm. It's this other sixth sense that, you know, it, it, and then some of us want to develop it more. And that yes. would be what I did or have are doing. Like I'm not done for sure. Right. Um, because there's always more to learn. I said in the beginning, um, that was a way for me to quell uh, the energy that I would feel all the time, because it wasn't until like maybe a year and a half ago that someone pointed out, you know, friend that I've met and what have you, they're like, I think you're an empath. And we started going down that. And I never, I didn't know what an empath was. I thought that was somebody that needed to have empathy for, for other things and people. And I'm like, well, I'm the least empathetic empath you're going to ever meet because if it doesn't apply to me in my life and I don't know the person or anything indirectly, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And it drives my wife nuts sometimes. Yeah. No shit's given. She'll be like, Oh, so-and-so, you know, had this happen to him. I'm like, who? Uh, (laughs) And I care why. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm supposed to care why. But then after talking with Nico and, 
And hearing some other podcasts, I, I got the black tourmaline. And then right before I had that interview with Zachary, I went and got uh, some shungite, two shungites. So I carry two shungite and tourmaline with me everywhere I go. And uh, I'm telling you, it could be, it, it could be, what do, what do you call that? Uh, placebo effect. But hey, if it's a placebo effect and it's working, I'll take it. Yeah. Placebo is a powerful thing. Like we don't even know why we do that. So, yeah. you know. It's a whole other vibrational thing that science is like, oh, don't look over here. (laughs) Like, I do not get those energy rushes from other people like I used to. And, oh, it drives me nuts. I think I'd be getting like an anxiety attack. And my my daughter used to be like, dad, you're getting twitchy again. And I'm like, sorry, I didn't didn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And crowds. Yep. Yeah. It was just weird. But now, I don't know. Right. Right. Well, you know, you had mentioned you were introverted and maybe there's something to introverts, you know, because they, they're taking on other people's energy, taking on other people's energy is more, uh, it's more stress than it's worth kind of, you oh, know, completely. I mean, essentially that's why everybody's drunk at a party, right? Yeah. Cause <laughs> I used to hate going to the grocery store or any store. You yeah. Know I mean, it just, yeah. and there was times I would hear the voices just book every conversation, just just like it was like I could hear it all. I was like, right. and it would just be like sensory overload. And, and then you get this rush of energy, some good, some bad, some anxious. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? You know, and then yeah. I get out, get to the car, and it's like, oh, okay, we're good. Yeah. Now. All right. But it took me forever to figure out that that's part of being an empath. But now look at what you're doing. You're able to tune into one or a couple people at a mm-hmm. time and actually hear them yes. because you are empathetic, you know, yep. that's why you're a good interview, you're, you <laughs> know, like that's what takes a good interviewer is like to not have the George Norrie syndrome, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Funny, it's funny you mentioned Quick that in our group work. chat the other, it was, I think it was yesterday. Someone said, anybody still listen to George Norrie? No, it wasn't oh George God, Norrie. I... It was Art Bell, it, but oh. George Norrie took over. For, for that i said well art bell's dead they're like oh my bad i didn't even know and i'm like well oh yeah, really yeah i'm like coast to coast yeah art bell passed away a few years ago i'm like you know george yeah. kind of doesn't and a couple others but yeah I, I like the other hosts just fine i just whoa i don't know how he got that gig <laughs> he doesn't even listen to who he's interviewing i'm like did no. you just hear what they said they just said something so amazing and and then he goes off and talks about himself let's yeah. talk about poor george nori but <laughs> you know, i don't even listen to it anymore because i was I like either. oh god i just want to throw my phone you know <laughs> exactly it's like eh, I'm very good. empathetic of me though but <laughs> Hey, it's all good. You got to do what you know. It's good for yourself. Yeah, I suppose. I just don't like a, I don't like a fraud, you know, like I don't like frauds. Frauds like, and narcissists. Not a good yeah. combination. No. So, okay. So the, uh, about the mediumship. So the evidentiary, I think you kind of get it. And mm-hmm. I, I, years ago after my mom died, I had some amazing experiences with a very, um, a, a, an amazing medium I, I mean just amazing just paradigm ch- changing the stuff that she came through with and the stuff that she knew and you know was, uh, uh, I only had three readings from her but every one of them changed my paradigm about something and essentially because she had proved proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that these were messages from my mother things that there's no way this lady could have known um it was essentially my mother bringing through this information for me. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, I like I was one person before that experience and then another person after. I was much more naive and not closed-minded, but I, I just it opened my mind to like, okay, there is something going else going on with this whole after death communication or near-death experiences or mediumship and et cetera. Um, at that time, I was right in the middle of having small kids and raising a family and career and all that stuff. So I couldn't necessarily pursue it, but I was always reading something about it. You know, um, I knew it, it was, uh, knew it was legit and having, you know, all manners of anomalous experiences with the passing of my mother and my father, you know, I, there, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube after right. you've got, you know, these experiences. So, you know, much later, and I knew I would pursue it on a much more deeper level. So, so the evidentiary mediumship is mostly what I've been learning, but I did just take a course on trans mediumship, which is another protocol. And that is uh, the medium goes into trance and brings through it's uh, it's like what you might think of the typical um, fraudster medium where all of a sudden they start speaking in an English accent and they bring through, you know, um, Edgar the Great or something right. um, with, you know, uh, I think that there, I think that there are some legit people that do that. Um, uh, gosh, Jane Roberts brought through the Seth um uh, persona. And I read all the Seth books when I was young and, um, and I think she was legit, but she was also, um, I think the, the ones that are legitimate, I don't think are necessarily going for fame, fortune, television shows, things like that. And because the, the information that they typically bring through is for the betterment of humanity. Um, it can be for the betterment of the sitter, but these, these, um, energies um, come through as a emissary of uh, raising the vibration here. Mm. And it's pretty heavy, deep stuff. If you go to a medium and you get to talk to, you know, your best friend that died and you feel like you've gotten something, then you personally have benefited in some way. You feel like I don't feel so depressed about this, or I, I, maybe you've got a obsession with death itself or something and, you know, opens the mind to perhaps this isn't all there is kind of thing. But with the trans mediums, there's usually something brought through that's much um, deeper or heavier. So the course that I took, I'll just share now is the first course I've taken. I took it at the Arthur Findlay and um, uh, the way those classes are because it's in England or zoom and you get put into breakout rooms to work with, you know, in individuals also in the class. And by the end of the, um, it was three days. Um, I was taken down into a trance and, um, I don't remember what I said, mm. but the people in my group were like, that was amazing. Uh, and, and I, I think, I, I think, I think that this, the spirit was asked about nature. And so one of, one of the other gals, she uh, tried to write it down, which I did for them as well. And they also had the same experience of not remembering what was said. So, so you could say with that, you could say, oh my gosh, you were possessed, you know? Right. Um, yeah, sure. I could, I mean, that is how possession works, but that's not my intention. And I would never, fuck around with that 
without all of my previous experiences. You know, I'm, I'm, I feel, and there may be people that think that, you know, uh, I'm cavalier about something like that. I certainly am not because I have seen dark shit. It's just not welcome. You know, right. I just don't welcome it. And, and so it was a learning experience that I felt like it's college level. Let's put it that way. Okay. You know, like your kindergarten and not, and I don't even mean that in some sort of like arrogant or know-it-all way, because that was my first course. And right. I found yeah. it very interesting. And I felt that the information that came through was uh, beautiful. It was poetic. Like, I don't talk like that. I don't say poetic things and, and um, you know, with metaphors and flowery language, you know, I was like, whoa, you know, whoever, whatever that was. My experience during though, I have to say, was I, it's not that I remember what, I don't remember what was said, um, but I do, I did have this inner knowledge that I was safe, that at any time I could come, I, I, I could move forward if I wanted. I chose to surrender to this information and not unlike psychedelics, right? right. Like you go deep, a uh, deep dive in some psychedelics, you can fight it and you can be like, no, I don't want to be high. Oh my God. I'm seeing like faces and blah, blah, blah. Or you can just say, okay, what do you have to teach me? And so I think you get into maybe the magic realms. There's some of this as well, as long, you know, if you're in an environment of safe safety, I feel that I was in an environment of some very um, experienced um, educators, mm-hmm. you know, in this, in this case. And also like with anything, it's about your intent. I have zero dark intent on any of it. I'm not looking to, you know, get rich off of this. I'm not, I'm looking to be in service to, um, the, the light essentially. So, so where my interest is at the moment, mostly is the evidentiary, you know, cause it's a, it's such an interesting process. So the process is different for every medium, but the process for me is this is, uh, placing my intent to, uh, tune into the sitter and who's around them and who would like to communicate something to them, not necessarily to me. Sometimes they will communicate things to me and I'll feel like I've just learned something mm-hmm. and I'm always grateful for that. Um, but something communicates something to the sitter. And in this case, if we record it, I haven't done this before, but perhaps to a listener, you know, so, um, and if that happens, then, you know, uh, great. And it's also a sort of sign or an indicator of, what I like to call the Holy spirit, because it works in, uh, uh, in, um, multifaceted ways. You know, if there, there seems to be a message from more than one person or, mm-hmm. or there's double entendres or things like that, like that, that's an indicator of the way spirit likes to communicate and to let you know that, um, it's not forcing itself on you. It's allowing you to open up your own intuition and, um, uh, and because they don't seek to scare anybody. They're not ghosts. They've ascended and they've moved on and they're, they want to be in service to humanity. So that's where my head is at now is continuing to learn my own personal symbology, you know, like, um, I'll also say sidebar, sometimes nothing happens. Right. <laughs> so, you know, be prepared for that possibility. Um, or I'll see nothing or I'll go off on a tangent and start thinking about what I'm having for dinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it just is, you know, uh, but uh, I'm- Don't worry, just... I do I do that on a daily. I'll be listening to a <laughs> podcast. I'll be completely into it. And then I'll, I'll be thinking like, it happened to me today. I'm like, I know I have Whitney coming on. Um, 
I wonder what what we're gonna go down, what we're gonna talk about. You know, I can't wait. You know, next thing I know, I'm I'm in this like um, hypnotized state of driving and thinking, and then I'm like, I snap myself out of it, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. I was listening to this podcast, and they were just on an interesting topic, and my mind just went boop off to something but, else, and it's like, fuck, but I, I really want I really want a burger and a beer right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but I, you know, that, that is kind of a trip that, because I do that all the time. I drive and listen to gum. Um, <laughs> I find an address, and I'm like, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, last thing I was going to say is I'm I'm working hard on trying to figure out what my own personal um, sort of uh, symbology. Uh, vocabulary is like if I say a birthday cake then I then I'll say you know I feel like you know there's a birthday coming up or you know so the sitter has got to be like okay birthday birthday well my birthday's coming up or my my, my loved one's says. birthday or something like that and it's it, even though the these little confirmations sound like perhaps a small thing is like eh, anybody's got a birthday somebody's got to have a birthday around it, it starts the vibration raising right so it's sort of like it's, it's a real, it's a real relationship between the, the sitter and the medium. So, because, you know, as the medium, then if, if the sitter is completely silent, then you'd be like, man, I might just be picking up my neighbor's dead brother, you know, until there's like the connection made or something. Yeah. Not that that necessarily really does happen because we've placed the intent on the sitter. Um, but it, it, it's a, it also, the medium is just a person, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to pull in, it's like tuning in a radio station, right? Uh, that you can't quite hear. So for me, uh, sometimes I will hear stuff. I'll get a phrase, a word, a song, a tune, a, um, you know, uh, uh, something that it, it just pops in, you know, and then sometimes it's visual, some, and then sometimes it's a, like a feeling, and sometimes it's all three. And usually by the time I really start warming up, it'll be all three um, when we really feel like we're getting a good connection. So, and sometimes uh, if, if a connection doesn't happen, it's just not the right medium. You know, sometimes I, I feel like you and I have a, we have a good, uh, you know, we've got a good connection now that I've figured out my router. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a spiritual connection. I feel like we could vibe. And um, so I feel like that, I picked that... up on that right away when I came into that round table that night and I was kind of telling you and, and Nico, um, you know, I had done interviews all day and I came in and I was just trying to feel the energy, you know what I mean? And maybe I was trying too hard. And then next thing I know, I felt the energy and I felt how good it was, but I was honing in on your energy and mm. it, your energy was the only one that, that I was honing in on. And it was very positive, very upbeat, very just, ah, but like Lehman's was a little down and Nico's was just kind of, just kind of going, you know what I mean? Just not, it wasn't spiking high and it wasn't spiking low. It was just kind of doing you know like like a wave in an ocean but yours was just like whoo you know and i was just like oh okay and then then i kind of woke up and it was it was weird yeah i feel like you've got a thing for that you should keep i think you should keep working on that you're feeling you know people's vibrations and stuff yeah you know and, and, to get and everybody to goes oh do you see auras i'm like no i don't see fucking auras like I, i'm sorry <laughs> i don't you know i do uh, pick up on colors on on random things now 
I can't do it with you right now because you've already kind of walked from one room to another. So it wouldn't yeah. be fair, but there's times where I'm talking with somebody and even it could be just on the telephone and I get a random, Hey, it, do you have this color around you? And they'll, they'll start oh. looking around and they're like, Oh yeah. Uh, that's the color of my shirt. I'm like, Oh, okay. Wow. And I have no fucking clue what it means. You know what I mean? And I was told just maybe focus in on what that color represents. And I try and it's just like, okay, I have no, I still have no fucking clue. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I do think you've got some intuitive abilities for sure, because the, the colors all have a different vibration and they do sort mm -hmm. of mean things, but, but I personally don't believe that we should be hard line following the rules in the book. I think the right. rules in the book are just a jumping off point for our own intuition, like tarot cards or throwing bones or, yeah. you know, uh, so in that case, you could probably, you could very easily look up that chakra color and familiarize yourself with, you know, those kind of things. And then let that kind of take that, but just let that be a jumping off point, because once we start getting bogged down with the heavy duty rules, then the intuition disappears, evaporates, you know? Right. Because then you know, you're left, it's like right, left. You brain. pick up on a color like pink. Well, pink really isn't a shocker color, you know what right. I mean? But right. it is a variation of red and a variation of uh, white. White. So it's yeah. like, you know, what would that mean? You know, and 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 I I'm not real familiar with the shocker colors. I I need to do more um, research in my non spare time that I I create <laughs> for myself. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know. It's just, it, it's odd. But then there's times I do pick up on, you know, your main colors of the rainbow, you know, your, your reds, your blues, your greens, your yellows, you know, what have you. But every now and again, you'd be like, oh, there's something turquoise around you. Well, turquoise. Okay. That's not the chakra color. You know what I mean? So it's well, like, maybe, you know, not to sound too corny by talking about guides, but I do believe that that that's who we do have help with our development. Right. So that, what else are we going to call it? Um, it, it may be a language your guides are trying to teach you, mm. you know, like as you sort of keep working at it. And, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just like you, like it's such random times that these things happen. I'm like, wow. Okay. Why is this relevant right now? Like, you know, I'm bowling with my family or something, right. <laughs> you know, or uh, grocery store, like I said, um, but other times when I, when I work with people, you know, as I've developed it, you know, but when you're first starting to develop, or finding an interest in developing um th that's the part is like take it when it comes mm -hmm. to it you know enjoy it and invite it more and the more you think about it the more it happens and you know it's a it's a lot like any art you know like i'm a painter so the more i think about painting the more or the more i paint the more i think about painting and the more ideas come and you know like that and um you know we're not to always look at the conspiracy of everything, but I feel like we're in a culture that it's like, no, don't do that. Nope. Get in your cubicle, sit in traffic, pay, pay your bills. So all your money's gone and get a six pack and watch a football game. Right. You know, that's where we need you. you know? And when, you know? and when you say culture, the, the root word there is cult. Cult. <laughs> yes. For a exactly. reason. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. It's right there in the word magic, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so anyway, I didn't mean to steer you off topic. Please continue. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But I, I just thought maybe it was a good idea to sort of, I'm sure everybody has kind of heard some stuff through mm -hmm. that's listening through the, you know, years, but maybe not. Maybe it's good to kind of get a little bit of a primer. So then um, they know like some idea what's going on. So yeah, you enlightened me because 
you know oh really just yeah because yeah, I just always thought oh I have a quick little story and it was when I went to first get my my uh black tourmaline my wife and I were we were out doing some running around and I was like I want I wanted to hit up this holistic um shop uh the lady's a Reiki master and she, you know she offers crystals and a whole bunch of other stuff and I was like you know we'll, we'll go and we get over there and I didn't even look at the sign that apparently they were closed. I walked in and she's like, the lady's kind of like shocked. She's like, uh, can I help you? We're closed. I said, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I did not know. I said, I can come back another time. And she's like, she just kind of looked at me and she's like, no, no, come in. And I was like, are you sure? I said, I can totally come back another time. And she's like, no, you're in here. No, what? let's see what you need. So I kind of broke down, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, crystals or what have you. And I was told to, you know, kind of hold them, get a feel for it. And next thing she, know, she, she kind of looked at me and she goes, well, I'm a medium. And I was like, okay. And she goes, I feel you're an empath. And I was just like, okay. And I get chill. Uh, like I just got tinglies up my, my, my spine again. Cause when I, eventually that was like a 40 minute conversation inside that store just to buy a crystal. And I bought a tarot card deck that still hasn't really called to me uh, yet, but uh, I, I, I come out and my wife was like, did, did, were you in there the whole time? She's like, you were in there for like 40 minutes. I said, yeah, this crazy thing is the store was closed. Said, what? <laughs> oh, God. I said, yeah. yeah. And she was telling me, you know, kind of a little bit of her background and, and she picked up that I was a, an empath and she kind of knew that, you know, I, I was seeking something. And, and the funny thing is, uh, New York Patriot, um, when I asked, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to maybe get a tarot deck. And he's like, well, I use the Golden Dawn. I was like, oh, okay. So I mentioned that to her and she goes, she, she's like, uh, that's a pretty dark deck to start mm. with. And I'm mm -hmm. like. Oh, okay. And I kind of explained who my friend was and, you know, his podcast. And she's like, oh, so, okay. Yeah. Secret Society member of the OTO. All right. All right. How about we start with this one? And I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm game, <laughs> you know, right away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so, but it, it was just bizarre that I went in there for that. They were closed. And to, to go back to my original thing, you always think mediums just hear spirit spirits and ghosts and can walk in and be like okay the, the, there's an evil demon over there like you see on tv with like zach right. baggins i was gonna call him something different but <laughs> zach baggins and his his corny show because everything's a demon but it, 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 they, they give the wrong impression and and i hate that you know what i mean because when i said you enlighten me you 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 told me stuff that oh, okay well that's nothing like what i ever thought a medium was you know what i mean like right. there, there were some, some things that, Oh, okay. You know, I've heard that before, but you know, just how you were breaking everything down. I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Glad. I, I'm glad to hear that. Cause <laughs> yeah. you know, demystifying anything reduces fear uh, and programming. Right. Right. You know, like, I, I don't know. I have a, you know, a, have a deep interest in, you know, shamanism. Right. Mm -hmm. And, shamanism is um you are your own shaman yes. there's nobody else it's you if somebody tells you that they have power over you or this is the right or wrong way to do it you have to find for yourself you have mm -hmm. to 
you have to throw your own bones. You have to pull your own cards and figure out what's out there. And then, you know, see what works, see what doesn't work. You know, the, obviously instruction is very helpful, but um, in the long run, it's, it's inside you. It's, it's your third eye. It's your exactly. life, you know? So, which I um, think maybe we could, uh, I would, cause I want to have you on more than just this time. Maybe we could do an episode on shamanism. And I know you've done a little work with ayahuasca in the past and that, that okay. fascinates me in itself sure. because I, I did, I, I did magic mushrooms. Oh my God. This was, I don't know. My daughter's 18. She might have, so like 15 years ago, you know what I mean? I didn't have the risk of a drug test at, at the job that I had and what have you, but I, I didn't really get anything from it. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I a decent amount of them. Okay. I might, the, the colors might've looked a little brighter and, and that was it. And I was just like, and then you hear other podcasters talk about it and it's like, why the fuck didn't I get that? You know what I mean? Cause that's what I was kind of looking for, but maybe I wasn't in the right state of mind in the right state of my being at that time. You know what I mean? So if I ever ready. have a job where I don't get piss tests again, I would love to try that. You know what I mean? Right. Like sit down, see where it, it takes me, you know, they say, you know, it's to show you something, you know, you will get something out of it, you know, good or bad, you know, but I don't know. It, it all fascinates just me. A, a little funny sidebar story there. Cause you know, mushrooms are just. What's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fungi, right? Yeah. And ayahuasca is just a, a compound of two plants, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I had a good friend that went and did an ayahuasca ceremony with me. And um, he had a job where he needed to do a piss test and he's like what's going to happen and I was like I, I couldn't tell you you know like he, he really wanted to do it though and I was like you know because the ceremony was uh the weekend and I, I want to say his test was Monday and I and he's like you know what I'm doing it I don't care we'll see what happens because I won't have any alcohol or weed or anything like that um or any pharmaceuticals you know like so it was a little bit of an experiment and so he took the piss test and he tested positive for everything. So the the job was like, it must've been a miss, 
a miss, you know, faulty test. Cause right. you know, obviously he's not on everything, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, so anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. Like I, and that's totally a one-off. I haven't heard any other, anybody else say if they've had to do drug tests and if they did, then they did, nothing showed. So right. uh, anyway, and I tell I guys at work, you know, I have a deep passion which I used to hate mushrooms. Like I, and then I come to find out the mushrooms that we get in the store are like just the cheapest blah. Yeah. And I started kind of ha- developing a desire to want to go out and forage wild mushrooms, the gourmet kind, not the trippy dippy kind, you know, I'm not going out to cow fields and horse fields and whatever. But the gourmet ones are a experience. Oh, you know? the, I found about a three pound chicken in the woods. Whoa. Yeah. I brought it home and my wife was like, man, that's, that's kind of on you. And I, I showed her the research on it and she's like, okay, well, I made, what was it? Chicken parm. And <laughs> I'm kind of a dick, I guess, in this way, but under everyone's chicken, I had, they didn't know it was her, my stepson and, and me, I had chopped up, but you know, decent chunks of the chicken of the woods and I deep fried that as well. And I put it under their chicken and everybody's eating. I'm just sitting there. I'm eating. I'm like, man, this, mm-hmm. this chicken in the wood tastes fucking amazing. I'm like, this is great. And everybody gets done with their meal. I'm like, so how did you, did you guys enjoy your chickens? And my wife heard the S she, she <gasps> knows me. She picked up right away. She goes, what do you mean by chickens? <laughs> I said, well, your chickens on your plate. And she's like, what did you do? I said, well, how was your chicken in the woods and your Parmesan chicken? Immediately, my stepson goes, I better not trip. I knew this tasted funny. (laughs) And I said, you both just got done saying how delicious your meal was. And my wife's like, okay, yeah, it it was really good. But are we going to trip? I'm like, no, these are not hallucinogenic mushrooms. And then I found lion's mane and I brought it home. I said, no toxic lookalikes. And she's like, okay. She's like, clean it up saute it in a little butter. I said, it's supposed to taste like lobster. Well, it tastes like lobster has the texture of lobster. And really? it was, oh, it's amazing. I, I looked at her, we're sitting there, you know, eating it. It was like a baseball size one that I found. I said, I could totally make clam chowder and not put any clams in it. And if I oh had this, I would, I would put a ton of it in. and it's great for brain function. It is. I've taken it powdered form before. Yes. And that night I did, I had no, I actually had a little bit of a hard time falling asleep because my mind was just so clear. I was just like, you know, and I didn't have brain fog for like, yeah, probably like not dried is even more powerful, you know, it was tasty stuff. So lucky that you can go forage for that stuff, you know? So now springtime's hitting and morels are going to be popping out soon. Oh, those are so good. So yeah, I'm, you could I'm go the like no meat easy, you know, with, yeah. yeah, I love mushrooms. So I do think that there's something otherwise magical about them, not just the, um, have you, you ever know, watched the properties. So, mm-hmm. I, so years ago, it's probably been, um, seven years now is, um, I went down a rabbit hole on wanting to grow my own um, psilocybin, right? So uh, I or- I ordered some spores from this company called Little Shop of Spores. They're probably still in business. And so, you know, it's all for uh, 
they they've got disclaimers or they used to on their site, but I, you know, got the recipe on how to grow them because I was, I was wanted to microdose. I mm-hmm. heard about microdosing. And so I wanted to just check that out. It wasn't necessarily to like, you know, trip, but just microdose, you know, I'd heard, been hearing that. And at the time I was playing a ton of volleyball, I was playing like four nights a week. And so oh, wow. I was like, I want to microdose and play volleyball and see what happens. Right. Which I did, but uh, growing them was, it was a little bit, it's, it's not as easy as you'd think. I would, if you get mold, you got to toss them, but I was able to grow. And then I kind of got it down. I, I figured out how to do it right and stuff. And anyway, I had this aquarium in this back room. And anytime for sure, when I would walk into that room, but like my son did it too, like you'd get the feeling that someone was in the room. Like mm-hmm. you'd be like, you'd look around and be like, oh, I thought someone was in here, you know? And it happened enough times where then I would just look at those mushrooms. And I was, you know, I was like, there's like a entity in there, you know, Funny some you sort say of that because they all have their own. You can take one right. chicken in the woods and pick it here and another one there. They're both going to have completely different DNA structures. They don't have really? cellular. Yeah. They don't have cellular structure like a, a plant. They actually have DNA structure. If, if you have you ever watched the fantastic fungi? No, but somebody just told me to watch that. I go I watch see that. that. Yeah. It, it okay. is amazing. Do they talk about that? They do. And oh, wow. they, they break into the psilocybin or the mycelium and how it, it communicates with the whole entire forest and different trees and different it. And then Damn. after, I mean, I've watched this like two or three times and I was just like, mushrooms are, are fucking amazing. It's something. There, there right? is something to it. And I, you saying it felt like there's an entity, I can be out looking for them and I'll just get this feeling like, okay, so, something might be around and I might find one or two, whatever. Um, Cause I started late fall last year, but uh, I'll go out and I'll, I'll, I, I don't have to walk very far to know, okay, there's, there's no mushrooms here. And it's weird. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like, so the foragers probably know this sort of like the bee people. Like I said, I keep bees. Like there's a, there's a definite psychic something going Mm -hmm. on there, you know? Uh, So just to finish that, I did, you know, uh, I did, um, you know, I had plenty to microdose with and I did for a while and it was an experiment and I was happy that I did it because for sure, um, you know, with microdosing, you don't take a lot, but, um, I for sure would notice the ball would slow down, you know, play, uh-huh. I would play better. And it wasn't necessarily about playing better or beating anybody. It was about the time travel yeah. <laughs> aspect of like, I don't know if you've ever played volleyball, but there's yes. a lot of, um, just like with every sport, there's a lot of micro muscle memory that mm-hmm. has to happen to get to place the ball with the right speed and spin and all that stuff, you know, and, and uh, all of that. So to have the, the sensation that the ball would slow down for me, you know, it was, it was definitely moved my game, you know? Um, So anyway, it it was cool. And I had heard about it in context of, you know, spirituality in context of depression or, you know, mental grief, things like that, but then also for sports, you know? And so I was, I thought that was, it was just a, rabbit hole I wanted to try. And 
Um, and also, you know, microdosing for uh, meditation and stuff like that. But anyway, growing them, there was something in the house, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but then I, I moved and um, through the move, I needed to clear stuff out. And so I, I might do it again, but it was a fun, it was a super fun experiment, especially because I consider myself a little gangster, right? And I was like, <laughs> I found the spores, you know, yeah. and they shipped to my house in California. Hell yeah. <laughs> And and, it, and the funny thing is, it takes the absolute perfect condition for any mushroom to grow. It has yeah. to be 100% yeah. perfect. And right. like, even you, you walk out in your yard and you see a, a mushroom that's not edible. I, I do this all the time with my wife, you know, springtime, summertime, you know, you'll get these random mushrooms growing and we'd be walking around the, the, the property or whatever. I'd be like, babe, you realize, and she goes, yes, it takes a perfect environment for that little mushroom to grow. I'm like, yes. Isn't that crazy? And she's like, yes, you tell me every yeah, time. Yeah, sure, honey. <laughs> really great. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of this book. I, I read it ages ago. Um, and I, the title, I think, is something like The Holy Cross and the Mushroom. Um, I think the uh, author's name, last name is Allegro. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the way uh, Allegro was a linguist and one of the linguists that worked on the Dead Sea Scrolls to okay. translate the Dead Sea Scrolls. And essentially he staked his reputation on the line. And what he felt he was translating is that they were saying that, you know, essentially Jesus was a mushroom cult, you know, the early Jesus or, uh, you know, that's what was happening. It's that's funny you they, say that because I've had Gary Wayne on and he confirmed what my one really good friend, I haven't released the audio of this yet. It's released on YouTube. It's got almost 7,000 views, um, Lines of Destiny with Alan. But he even, they both even said at one point in time, there was a group of people called the Mushroom People. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And then when Gary Wayne said it, I'm like, okay, Alan's not full of shit. You know, this is coming from Gary Wayne himself. You know what I mean? And right, right. It's like, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I do think intuitively, and I'm not the only one that feels that the mushrooms are a bit of an alien spirit. Mm -hmm. you know, they came even here touch on um, that from on Fantastic Fungi. Oh, they do. They, they came here on a yep. meteorite or whatever the spores are, but yep. you know, obviously very interesting little, um, but happy. Like I've, you know, I. I, when I was young and growing up at the beach, had some really freaking fun times frying with my friends, like <laughs> laughing our asses off and, you know, all that, like there, there's an, I think there is another side that, that mm -hmm. they want to kind of just bring happiness, but you do a heroic dose and five grams or more. And, you know, it'll, uh, I think that will, it'll, it's going to teach you something, you know, yeah. those were the ones that I grew was, uh, Terrence McKenna's golden teacher. You know, okay. I just, whatever. I love McKenna. And at the time, that's what the, the, this particular strain was called. And I think it is, I think there's some truth to it. I mean, you look at pictures of, you know, all those McKenna fans out there, you know, mm -hmm. various pictures that are connected with him. And I don't know if you've heard, gone down a rabbit hole on McKenna, but whoa, interesting, interesting dude, you know, like one of a kind talk about unprogrammed. He's wow. like, I give zero shits about what anybody thinks. And you know, genius, you know, but, nice. um, so, so before, just before. on that note, sometime, if you've got, you like, you're probably like me, I've got like banks of things to listen to, but 
you know, the um, Mysterious Universe guys. Um, do you ever listen to Mysterious Universe? No, I've never heard of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Write that down. They've been around a long time. And um, anyway, they go, gosh, I'll, I'll maybe send it to you. I'll find it and I'll send it to you. But they go down the craziest rabbit hole on McKenna. Like mm. just a good show. You're Like me and my daughter listened to it a couple of times and we were just like, fuck yes. Like, well, get down. Yeah. You know, that was, that was a ride, you know? So anyway, um, yeah. Mushrooms. Yeah. And that's yeah. just like one little happy friend teacher, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So ne- maybe next time we'll talk some ayahuasca and, and yeah. um, so before, we, before we move on in, in your, in your opinion, um, what is I shouldn't say what exactly. What is an empath? Uh, you know, I okay, like any sort of like you could call it sensitive, but mm-hmm. like any sensitive, I think it's different things at different phases. So right now, like I think you're at the you're at a phase where you're starting to realize that other people's energy uh, can can affect you, right? Okay. So can I pick up? And the only reason I ask this, can I pick up on? I'm going to put it in layman's term, but dead energy. Oh, like, I think so. I, I think the only this... reason I asked that is my daughter moved into an apartment and they have the whole top floor, the whole second floor, and they have an attic. And when I first went over there to see her apartment, she opened it up and she's like, yeah, you know, we'll go. And I got this feel. I said, shut that door. And she's like, what? <laughs> shut the front door. <laughs> and I said, shut that door. No, I'm not going up there. There's something. There's bad juju up there. And then my wife went over uh, about a week later and I went with her and I said, you open that door, see, see if anything. And she, I was standing back, she opened it and she's like, no, there's nothing. And I said, can you please shut that door? Wow. I don't know what's up there, but it, it, I just got a very strong negative energy. And, and shutting like, the door made you feel better. Shutting the door made me feel better. Like, like the door was holding it back. I don't know why, right. like it can pass right it's through like, it. It's energy. It's like the sheet <laughs> over your head. Yeah. Full, I think it's because, uh, I, I think it does hold it back because that you're placing your intent, you know, you, mm, you have true. to give permission. Right. And so I, I was going to say like the level you're at is you're starting to feel energy. I think you're at that next level, which you're starting to feel actual vibration, you know? So uh, yeah, for sure. And I think as an empath, it's one of the avenues into all of the other sensitivities. You know, if you were to pursue it, you had an interest or you're like, oh, I'm going to maybe do some reading or take some courses or talk to anybody about maybe telepathy, like what's going on with that or remote viewing or mediumship right. or, you know, because in, in a sense, that is a form of mediumship, really, if you were going to try and clear that house. That would be, in my opinion, that would be moving into using some sh- sh- um, shamanic practices mm. or magic, depending on what, because they're, they're all, in my mind, they're all very similar. They're just kind of have different roots of where they came from. So if, you know, or, you know, if you were to call in some, like a shaman to clear the space, they would be essentially doing the same thing that you are, or a psychic or a Wiccan or, you know, like, there, there's different labels. They're not all the same thing, but right. I think essentially it's the roots of their protocol come from different places. You know, I personally believe shamanism is the oldest, you know, like based on cave drawings that go back a couple hundred thousand years, you know, that they think that there was, you know, shamanic worship 
all over the world, you know? So, um, so the yeah. answer, long answer to your short question is, oh yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You can pick up on dead energy is what do you do with it once you yeah. feel it? You know, uh, are I you... usually try to push it away. I, I, right. I don't like it. Right. I don't want it in my life. Um, we, we talked on the round table. I had had a, uh, an attachment when I was younger, didn't know I was an empath, whatever had, had that and did some things. It, nope. No bueno. Uh, you can get, right. you know, hasta la vista, you know, <laughs> go away. And, you know, but I, I get that every now and again. I mean, it's not, not on a daily, but like when my daughter opened that door, I was just like, no, nah, mm, mm, no, nah, there's something where, not good. Up where was this door again? Uh, they live on uh, the second floor. This at one time, it was a whole house. They've turned it into like a couple different apartments, but they have the entire second floor. So that would be going up to the third floor. Third floor. Would got be, it. It'd be the attic. I, you know, I would just say that you did use your intuition by closing the door. Mm. So in that case, that negative energy perhaps just wanted to be left alone in its own space and it scared you off. Yep. So I think there are other negative energies that want to feed off of your fear or not just your fear, but feed off fear. Mm -hmm. And so those sort of parasitic middle world dwellers, as a shaman might call them, it, you know, they, they are looking for food, energetic food and the most, you know, just like a vampire, you know, yeah. they're eating off your electromagnetic impulse that has been triggered by your adrenaline. And so, you know, that's what I think night terrors are and that kind of the succubus and things like that. So as someone who is working on developing that, because I feel like, I, I kind of feel like ghost at this point, you don't really have a choice. Like I, I think the your guides, your spirits, your helpers are like, okay, we, we got a live one here, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's got a, he's interested. So, but my advice at this phase would, when those things happen, uh, find a way to go inside deep inside and, uh, not allow fear, which is, yeah. it's easier said than done, but there are ways to do it. Don't allow, don't be, um, you know, it's sort of like, uh, probably in the military, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, don't let I, them see fear. I don't, don't necessarily feel fear. Like I purposely was just like, close the door. I'm not welcoming that energy. If you know what I right. mean? Like, so it was like, no, I'm pushing you back because you ain't feeding off me. You know what I mean? Exactly. Whatever, whatever energy that was, it was dark and it, it, it was hungry and it knew, it knew in my mind, I'm full of energy and, and it picked up on who I am. And I was like, no, fuck off, you know, right. go pound set. Right. Yeah. where if you were um weaker of mind or screamed or very fearful that shit might have followed you home you know <laughs> might have tried to or scare you more or something like that if, you know if you follow me so yes. um yeah so i i think that that's a yes and uh, i'll bet you'll have more stories as time's going on because now you're opening yourself up to these possibilities and um and they may have always laid latent mm -hmm. but because you've um, like all of us have been programmed uh, to think it's goofy, silly, scary, uh, you know, from every possible source, you know, yeah. every possible source we've been told what, how to think and what to think. And actually it's, it's part of the, nat I believe it's part of the natural world, all of it, yeah. you know. And when you really think about it, when, when you want, when you discover these abilities and what have you, um, it's almost like you become, I don't want to say a superhero because you got magic, you got, you got powers or whatever but you do in, in a sense you know what i mean it's not right. it's not like i can sit there and 
and throw energy balls or, you know, throw fire or whatever. But I have an ability to, to either sense energy, manipulate it and throw it back. And, you know, and, and you're not going to see all that, you know what I mean? It's just something that happens and boom, it, you know, it's here, it's there, it's gone. Just like being a medium, you know, in a sense, that's a superhuman ability, but right. I think we all have that ability. If we learn how to tap into it, others kind of stumble across it. Like I did, you know what I mean? Right. And okay, Your here G. I am. Yeah. What do We're I do going now? To it's, it's a real thing, you yeah. know, just, uh, uh, practice any one of those, you know, physical things and you can feel the inner, like, like Taoist yoga or Kundalini yoga, things like that, or Tai Chi, like that's, you could feel the energy moving through your body. I did um, that with my right? wife when we were dating. I yep. haven't done it since. And oh, really? Yeah. Um, she had a very stressful, uh, day. She came, she, she came out of, you know, she was divorced, came out of a super abusive mental physical abuse relationship and you know he he's just a world-class dad i'll tell you that but uh anyway she wanted to lay down and i was like well let me just try some because i would always just kind of like play around with what i would call my chi ball you know and everybody would look at me like i'm goofy but i could feel like a little ball of energy and that that's all i'd ever do with it and she laid down and i just started doing breath work and focusing energy and i went from her head out to her arms down her back down her legs down to her feet back up and she said she felt the energy leave my hand go through her body come back through her body into my hand everywhere i i did this with my hands i'd never done that before i haven't done it since um but essentially i cheat up and and she yeah. she she passed the fuck out she's like i've never felt that relaxed in my whole life and i was wow. just like well, I'm glad I could help. Well, you know what I mean? I but, mean, essentially that's energy healing or Reiki yeah, or, yeah. you know, Reiki uh, introduces some protocols and symbols and stuff, but just like, just like anything, any ceremony, it's, you know, they're designed to focus your energy, uh, mm -hmm. but you've already got it. You know, that that's, um, you know, that healing energy, I think, I think we also all can do that if we have an interest, but yeah. it's funny that you say that because before I do Reiki, that's for sure what I do. I toss a little energy ball back between my two hands, you know, that's yep. <laughs> so you funny. Kind of play just with intuitively. it. And, yeah. And I used yeah. to be like, Oh, I'm going to throw it out and catch it and bring it back and whatever. And, that, and I haven't done that in years and I don't know why. And that, and when I did that, that was long before I even knew what an empath was, what, you know, any of that, you know, I was just like, Hey, you know, but, but I came from a, a martial arts background and, you know, kind of liked hearing stuff on that you know like your chi energy you know you know you you'd hear you know shamans and, and what have you chiing up and being able right. to kind of necessary uh, not ne in a sense throw their energy to push back their their enemy and i was like oh let me see if i can try it you know and, but and then that happened and it, it was it was a beautiful experience but it confusing in the same sense and very tiring i mean she it, passed yeah. out and then I passed out. I was just like, yep. done. Very tiring. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I've had some interesting experiences with ayahuasca and, you know, energy healing together, mm. you know, and exhaust, really exhausting, you know, just takes all of your, you're, you're going to need some electrolytes and sleep after that, you know, definitely. 
because it's it's tapping your electrical system you know um so but yeah it's some interesting some cool stuff just like on the same um topic of like you know playing with thinking a skunk is a cat and having nothing happen it's it's along the same lines they feel your energy you know like if you throw an energy ball at your enemy, you can also throw a love ball at, <laughs> at the <Exactly>. animals. <laughs> I thought that was great. I was like, these little kids don't even realize they're playing with a skunk. And classic. Oh my yeah. god, so great! Skunk didn't even rare his tail. Didn't even stand up to to spray or nothing. And I was just like, so the innocence cute. of a child. You know what I mean? Totally. And that that little skunk picked up on that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, okay. So if you want to do this, uh, as we've been talking and we placed our intent, uh, mm-hmm. to, um, to try and connect with someone, someone did come in. So there is someone here, but before I kind of talk about that, I'm just going to say a little prayer just so everybody knows this is of the light. Okay. Um, Holy father, sacred mother, thank you for allowing us this ceremony to have this meeting and to bring in ghosts, uh, loved ones and friends that would like to uh, send him a message. Um, I ask the permission and the guidance of the guides and the animals and the four directions above and below to bless us in this. Aho. Okay. So um, this person came in when we were first starting to talk about it and then I stepped back uh, when we continued to talk, we, you know, he's very polite. Um, the way he presented um, to start with was in sort of sepia tone. So I thought, I wonder if this person is kind of from the farther past. And then, you know, when I tried to get a little bit better look at him, I feel like he might be dressed in like um, a day, either workman's you know, like a, like a dicky shirt and pants kind of thing, but he kind of feels like he's from an era past because of the sepia. And then I thought, is that a, a flat top? Um, so, and then I was like military, but then, but then I kind of feel like the, the, the flat top grew out a little bit and more, had a little bit of a rockabilly vibe. So um, that's, that's how he's presented. I do feel like it's from a, a bygone era, but he wants to present in a young in, in sort of a young um, appearance. And so it looks like, even though everything's seepy, yeah, like khakis, so could also be working class. So, or both, that might be why he's presenting. One thing that he's doing that seems very sort of personality indicative is he's got his hands in his pocket and he's jingling something in his pockets. Like either it's a nervous or, he doesn't feel like a nervous type of person, but he is a little bit shy, but very friendly, smiling. And he's, he's kind of standing over you. I'm going to say maybe in the um, family area, maybe grandfather, great grandfather, uncle, something, um, definitely family. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a woman there as well. And she's um, like lipstick, pretty, very traditional feeling. I think this is either his, it's probably his wife. She's 
holding back. So does this sound like anybody that rings a bell? Kind of sounds, it could be two different people. Uh, I think he might've been blonde. Um, that's because he just, for some reason, wants to present in this like old photograph. That's what is making me feel like um, that he's from another era. Okay. Like, um, I asked him if he could tell me how he passed. And then I, I got a weird feeling in my feet tingling in my feet and then I feel like I want to cough like either smoker I'm gonna say smoker um but then I also feel a little bit nauseous in my stomach um yeah I I, I, <clears throat> I have a feeling I think I know who it is he's showing me a ring it looks like he's holding up his hand and like he really wants me to know he's was married or I think that's a wedding ring. He's twirling a ring and any, mm -hmm. and it, it's kind of like, he's a little bit got nervous hands. Like he's trying to say something about, like he likes to keep his hands moving, um, work with his hands. He's very, okay. He's like this. Um, I don't think that he died young. But he's like, but I had really good hair. So like he runs his hands through his hair, um, like hairstyle or so although he's not like braggadocious type, I think he also was probably somewhat handsome and you know personality thing. I think um it's there's still something about the clothes he's wearing that might identify him because he like looks down and he like buttons his shirt and it feels like a shirt that might even have like a flap and then maybe a name, you know, like, um, if I can see the name, like not very good with names, but once in a while, Scotty. Are you fucking serious? Scott, so is it, you know, Scotty? I had a grandpa, Scotty. Scotty, okay. Okay, but he's the, like... But the whole time you were describing him, the way you're describing him, you're describing someone else. Would you, okay. Oh, okay. Sometimes they come in, they'll come in together. Keep in mind too, he, he's presenting young and for whatever reason he's doing that, um, you know, let me let me see if I can get a get a why because I feel like if he was your grandpa, you might not have known him at this age. Your mom's dad. Holy shit! Yep. Yeah, that's who I was actually thinking of when you were describing everything before. Okay. And yeah. So as you intuited and brought that to me, 
then I did see sort of a little bit of a separation. Um, and these two men, uh, they like shook hands over a fence. And it seemed like a metaphorical thing. Like, um, I'm not sure they must have known each other. I'm not sure if they had beef or if they had any sort of something, but it's like the message is kind of feels like it's for your mom, you know, like know that there isn't there. Like there's no, whatever the stuff that might've happened here, any sort of, um, you know, like uh, differences they might've had. It's, it's not relevant, you know? That might be something you need to ask your, your mom about. But so the feeling I got from the, your, your mom's dad is a rush of love towards your mother like this, like, mm. like okay. it's very, um, I don't want to get too personal, especially if you're recording no, this. No, you're good. It, get as personal as you like, want. I don't know if they, if she, when he passed, they had, if there was questions, um, but it feels like either it could be one of two things. Either there was some tension or she was his little girl always. Um, and if there was tension, it's like, he wants her to know that in his mind, no matter what, she was always his little girl. And it's very like emotion. Like I feel this emotion, like, uh, like maybe that's the reason for him coming through is to make sure your mom knows that. <laughs> I don't know if she's open to this kind of thing, but, um, big rush of, and it, she's, um, showing me your mom, you know, he's like showing me your mom in this pretty white dress, young, mm -hmm. you know, for some reason, pretty white dress. Like she is showing her, you know, um, kind of, you know, twirling around and this, the love that he feels and felt for her. And so that grandfather is talking about DNA uh, patterns, you know, like patterns that go through families and uh, the strength of the familial line and the DNA that you carry. The, the, uh, the other grandpa, he's very polite and he, um, he just kind of stepped back. Um, still sort of presenting the way he did before in this sort of kind of boyish, it's got a boyish charm kind of thing. You're, you're, hit, and they're you're showing hitting some nails me, on the head. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, they're showing me for some reason in the, you know, the, your, your dad's mom, I mean, your mom's dad is presenting higher in the picture plane. I don't know why. As in like, he might be taller or just. I, I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, keep that. Um, I, I, I really don't. Um, it's just a, a somewhat noticeable thing. Okay. So um, because they, I feel like they together, showed me this like piece of land um 
and your Scotty uh, is in the higher um, kind of pitch over this land, like they're looking at this land. And it because we're talking to you, it feels relevant to you. Mm -hmm. Is this where you live? Um, like right now? Well, because this land, um, it feels like, like I saw, like uh, uh, picking up rocks and skipping it into water, kind of thing, like a little little body of water. I just didn't know if that was where you lived, or you'd been with, or they, one of them lived, or I why did, it's relevant. I did um, used to live near them. Okay. When I was when I was young. Skipping stones, kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yep. I just be a memory or um usually when two people are talking at once i get really confused but they seem to um be able to kind of toss it back and forth so i'm gonna um even though it feels like uh, a message essentially for your mother was very strong i'm gonna ask if like specifically for you um what a mess what the message might be They're showing me some women in your life. Hmm. And it's like, there's, um, there's women in your life and there may be some bickering amongst these women. Um, it's like, they wanna say, you know, this is probably gonna sound sexist, but they're like, women are gonna women, you know, like women are just gonna do their thing your job is not to um is not to worry like don't sweat the small stuff don't uh get in the kerfuffle your job is to be the man and okay. you know it feels very sort of like the older generational advice like big surprise grandpa's gonna say be a man but uh it feels more subtle than that it feels more like um when in doubt, uh, traditional, um, carry on traditional roles. They're, they're traditional for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it's just, this is funny, despite what our culture is saying, it's okay to be the alpha. Oh, okay. Everybody knows they're safe when there's an alpha present. Um, it looks like uh, rolling, rolling, like 
rolling tobacco or rolling papers. Mm -hmm. um, So they showed me rolling something could be a joint, but I don't know if they are or you do or it doesn't whatever, but that's what I saw. And then as it's lit, one of them writes something um, like a message, like you might write on a mirror or something. But the feeling I get from that writing of something is um, uh, do, it's like ceremony. Um, I feel like it's, gosh, this is a hard one to put into words. It's like, uh, perhaps practicing something ceremonially, uh, with either tobacco or cannabis or something. It's, it's, it feels like a ceremony because sort of like, um, Like, I, I want to say it's, it's very important this, and I don't get this with like everybody I read, but I think it's very important. And they are bringing through this message, very important that you develop your own abilities, you know, like they're here to talk to you, counsel you, be the ancestors. And all you have to do is ask and through, through ceremony, you um, build your confidence. Okay. Because I don't smoke tobacco and I don't smoke cannabis. I definitely saw the rolling papers, but it certainly could have been symbolic for, and maybe they're talking to me. So I don't smoke weed, but, um, but I will smoke ceremonial tobacco when I, uh, sometimes, you know, when I, um, you know, we'll do some, some shamanic ceremonies or sometimes prayer. So maybe they, I'm just going to throw out there. It's possible they're speaking to me, although I don't roll it in papers, you know? Mm -hmm. So but put that in your back pocket because um, sometimes things will happen after the reading where, you know, <laughs> you know, like some friend will give you like some rolled something, you know, here, try this. It's pansy and rosemary. Try smoking that, you know, or, or you'll come across something rolled, you know, so okay. just keep that one in your um The message I think is still the same. And that is where you're at in your development, they are aware. And there's one of them that is like sitting now and wearing like some loafers, like some traditional house shoes. And it's like the feeling he wanted to give me was just because, you know, they were traditionalists for the most part, or he was, when he was here, it doesn't mean that they don't know the subtle energies from where they're at now. And, and that it's, they do take an interest, you know, cause it's all about uh, consciousness and ancestors are very important with that process. They're still showing me like this chain link fence for some reason. Hmm. Fence is usually sort of represented divide from me. Uh, this just kind of seems like an actual fence. 
like a chain link fence. I don't know if you have one on your property or nearby, or I don't know why they're showing it to me. No, I don't. I mean, you, I do like to get feedback from people because sometimes they'll be like, oh yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> forgot. I do have a chain link or whatever. And it has a sign that says something, you know, so just, uh, Maybe it's actually the top of the fence. Don't know if this is some a memory or, but you know how they're crossed at the top and you can like, you can cut yourself on it or mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. showing me that for some reason. I don't know if anybody ever did that or hopped a fence and got stuck or. Uh, yeah. It, it really wasn't, it wasn't a chain link, but uh, I cut my knee open pretty, pretty bad when I was young crossing over oh. a bob wire fence. Still have the scar. Oh, okay. I'll bet you. Was okay. One or both of them aware of this, or maybe no. Okay. One was already passed, and the other one I did wasn't able to have contact with. Oh, I see. Okay. Maybe it is just a memory of yours. I'm seeing little like toys and stuff. Do you know what kind of toys? Yeah, at first they kind of look like pre-built Legos, maybe Hmm. shiny, colorful movable not sure do you have any questions Mm, not yet no questions for them yeah um i don't know like like i always i always keep them in the back of my mind but i never i mean when one did pass away I, i was young i was very distraught i mean i remember crying myself to sleep sometimes you know and it's not that i had a lot of interaction with the one that passed when i was young or that i had a lot of interaction with the one that passed when i was older but i still felt a you know love for them both you know they were my grandfathers One of them, um, not sure which one. It's like he's like he had a bit of a secret life. Hmm. I'm gonna say like your mom, your dad's mom, your dad's dad. Like there's a little bit of secret life. Um, And so like the feeling that I'm getting from that is that secret life created some trickle down problems because it, it can, the, his, some of his behavior, people didn't understand. 
and it's not like he's really apologetic about it, but he's also, you know, that secret side sort of divided, made some divisions and um, he feels responsible for it. So you being as young as you were when he went, you may not have access to that information. I think, I think, I think that's your dad's dad. And I feel mm -hmm. like it, the way it's relevant to you is that it affected your father and his behavior. A little bit. And how he was, how he couldn't necessarily see as clearly as um, he should have. He made some decisions and did some unpredictable things because of his lack of clarity. And so it's sort of like the message to you through that kind of disclosure is um, it's like uh, you kind of broke a pattern there. Does that make sense? You broke the pattern. Yep. Absolutely. It does. And it, so I don't know what this means, but he holds a candle over your head, not like dumping it, but a candle over your head. Oh, he holds a candle to you for that. Oh. Okay. That's an old phrase. I've never, I don't even think I've ever used that phrase before, but I that think is. it's an old phrase, like hold a candle to you for that. And he's like, yeah he should know like that's big mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he washes his hands in a sink <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um that's symbolic i don't know if what he did he had dirty hands a lot or that's something they did or i don't i don't know but uh or because he used uh, sort of a phrase maybe now he can wash his hands a bit like he's got the message through that that patterns need to be broken you know patterns that are can hurt others mm -hmm. or break up families or be self-serving or something we learn these things subconsciously as children and so it's also sort of a thing about like I mean, also this might sound personal, but it's sort of like, don't be so hard on your dad, you know? Yeah, I'm not hard Forgiveness on my dad. is everything. I don't know if you're hard on your dad or, you know, nope. you're not, you're mm -hmm. good with your dad. Mm -hmm. and, and if there's anything that you feel that he, um, well, he feels that he needs forgiveness for, sorry, my dog <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, needs forgiveness for. Um, and maybe you've already worked on that, worked that through, and there's a confirmation there. There may be others that are still working on that. Yes. So my son just walked in. Let's see if I can get back to it.
Yeah. I think they're kind of pulling back now. Could be because I got interrupted, but um, your dad's dad is sort of, I think maybe when he washed his hands, he was kind of like, okay, that's good for now. And I do get a little tired. So I think they start to tend when I, or they tend to understand when I get a little, um, it's a lot. Um, but your Scotty um, is, uh, he's like, he wants you to know that he's behind you and he stands behind you and like his hands on your shoulders. Um, there's others too. There's others there that are like, um, men there's like like some really strong men and it's like they know that you are a strong man and it feels like i heard the word mutual admiration society you know like sort of a joke but there's a from where they sit and from where you sit there's this great um admiration and that, uh, it's like you should know that reverberates through like the ether, the your energy field, the energy fields as like out there as that might sound like everything's connected. And everything's relevant, right? So mm -hmm. as you get thoughts of your own, as thoughts come to you, um, Like that, pay respect, pay respect for the gifts. Because there are others that are there with him. He's just also sort of representing because we've made that connection. I can see sort of other um, guides, mm -hmm. the energies. Uh, I said, okay, what can he look for? Like, is there anything that he can, you know, is there any closing things and, and not your grandfather's energy, but someone that was also there held up this, like, it looked like a potion bottle and then what, like the magic elixir like that. So I don't know if there's a tincture you're taking or if someone's going to gift you something or and I don't know what the magic elixir is, but it seemed very fanciful and also humorous. Um, or also, or and also, maybe be on the lookout for things like that as a, sometimes they like to connect with you themselves. So if you see something like that in your travels, you can... You know, it's like a communication. I don't know why that, I feel like it's usually animals, you know, but that seemed like an interesting, I don't know. So they're, they're signing off. Okay. Yeah. They, so they went like that. He went like that, like gave it to the. So my mom's dad um, was blonde. Um, my grandpa, Tony, he had a flat top. He would, 
had the old shave powder and what have you. He was a practical joker, you know, and, and what have you. Uh, he died of cancer. I believe it was, I think it might've been lung cancer. And um, the other one you, you picked up on Scotty. That was my dad's dad, my grandpa, Scotty. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay. And they had some beef. Um, and I think that's oh, they why did. They, they did, but mm-hmm. th- there was a lot of drama that I was told later in life, you know, and, and by you saying, you know, they're shaking hands, it's, it's not worth it anymore. Um, when you said ancestors and is this your land? My dad's family came over on the Mayflower from Welsh, Scotland. Whoa. And we had, uh, and on that side of my family were Welsh, Scottish, and somewhere in there, there's Norse pagan. Okay. My mom's side of the family came over here straight off the boat into Ellis Island from Czechoslovakia. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, roots. um, the tincture that you were talking about, um, my wife and I have been on it for about a month and a half. It's curcumin and I put it in oh, my coffee every morning. Okay. I'm going to take that. Okay. And the, the, the other thing that you touched on with being alpha and, and w- like women bickering, my daughter and my wife kind of bicker. Now, my daughter, um, she, she, she's gay, but she's not flamboyant. She, but she's like, you know, let women be women. And they're both kind of bullheaded in, in a sense. So there's, there, there is that constant, not constant, but there's that tension every now and again. And it's like, I always say, you know, y'all need to get together, bitch it out sit down and bitch it out, do what you got to do at the end of the day, you'll feel better. So I, you know, I don't, I don't know if it, you hit on, you hit on a lot. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Cause yeah, for sure. I saw two women. There was one that was younger for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, but I feel like they, you're a message from the grandfathers, you know, was sort of like, it's okay to and with breaking the cycle yes and with breaking yeah. the cycle my grandpa scotty was uh, a pretty hard alcoholic in his younger years with whiskey and it stirred up a lot of controversy and pushing people away and then when he got older he, you know he he quit um but i broke the cycle with not being an alcoholic like you know, and abusive in that sense. And maybe that, you know what I mean? Like maybe that's where it comes from. The, the lady crazy. that was pretty could have been, it could have been two people. At first I thought it might've been my, uh, my grandfather, Scotty's wife, but then I thought it could have been my grandpa on my mom's side his second wife because i i loved her to death and she did wear makeup she always dressed pretty you know lipstick yeah lipstick she always kind of reminded me of betty boop in in a sense yep but yeah um, i saw short hair i should have said it um yeah yeah 
So yeah, I'm, I was just sitting there. I was like, I'm not interrupting. And for, for everybody that, that was listening and they're like, Oh my God, there's so much dead space. Fuck off. <laughs> deal with it. You know what I mean? Because I, I was like, Holy shit, I've never had a reading like this. And for my two grandfathers to come through that I always wished that I was way more closer to other than my younger years and then being moved out to Pennsylvania where I was, well, my mom's dad died when I still lived out West and then I was brought out, out East. So I was cut off from my dad's side of the family and I always wanted to be close. And then I spent a summer out there and we did, we got really close and, and it was fun and I loved it. And I'm very into my, my heritage and where I come from. And Yes, when you say, is this your land? Well, no, it's the Native American's land. However, my fa- my family on my father's side actually were the first to come over here and, and oh. start to settle the Americas. Wow. Okay, that, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. For sure. So um, yes, when, when you say land, the whole United States, that's what came to my mind. Yes, this land. I see. That's why they were looking at the land. And one was a little bit higher on the land than the other. Interesting. Um, and interesting, they would come through together. I feel like if they had beef, I think it, one of the main messages was they don't have beef now. Right. And, you know, like that was for here, not for there. Correct. Um, because it's, it's, you know, the, the world is a stage. And when mm-hmm. the play is over, it's like, okay, let's reshuffle, you know? Yep. Exit stage um, just about love and forgiveness and um so I, i'll you know the one thing was one or both they were really showing me jingling change in their pocket so that that one like stuck out strong with me so and that might not be something that you would have necessarily known at your age or notice and so i'm wondering if one of them did that or if there's something specific about something jingling. I mean, it sounded like change, but it also looked like maybe a chain or something, but holding something in a pocket, pants pocket and jingling it. And the reason that it kind of stuck out is because my dad used to do that. He used to have just a little nervous saying jingle change in his pocket, you know? So I I don't know, maybe if it ever, I will say, and I shoot myself in the foot to this day because I cannot find it. But my mom's dad, my grandfather gave me his it was an old little transistor radio and he had it in a protective leather case, but he would always carry it in his front pocket with a flap. Like he wore, he, he wore like a button down flap. And when you were like, there's a flap, but there's a name tag. And I was like, okay, that's kind of thrown off, but maybe it was the jingle of what he was listening to. I, you know, I don't know. It, it could be okay. that it couldn't, couldn't be that. Uh, but I don't know if they would jingle know what i mean i wasn't around them enough to know if they jingled change but so jingle could be it too so you're you're teaching me something but so i you're you may or may not believe that i almost said this but i there's a song i just don't i didn't think that you'd be familiar with the song but i heard the song and i should have just said it because you would have fallen off your chair so the song is uh it's by a band called cloud cult and it's called Transistor Radio. <laughs> and that was the song I heard. And I almost said, there's a song called Transistor Radio, but the song, if you got to go find it and listen to it. It's about 
a boy's grandfather talking to him through the radio, his dead grandfather talking to him through the radio. So um, I almost said it, I should have, but I was like, oh, Cloud Cult's going to be too remote of a reference. He's right. not going to get it, you know? But so it wasn't necessarily connected to uh, the jingling change in his pocket, but it was around the time that I was describing the pocket. So I just didn't put that together. And I'm really trying to learn to just say what I see in here and right. not try and make sense of it, you know? So, um, yeah, check that song out. And I'm let gonna, me know. I just wrote it down. Cloud, cloud cult transistor yeah. radio. <laughs> okay, good. Let me know what you think of the song. Cause Definitely. yeah, you're going to trip. So yeah. Anyway. So that was, yeah, that was amazing. Whitney, like, Cause when, when you were, you, you know, you were kind of like, well, I've never done one, you know, while we're recording and wh what have you. And I'm like, well, I've never done one. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, well, I was never really close with a lot of my, um, my elders, you know, for the longest time, you know, there for a while when I was little, yes. And then when I was a teenager, yes. But other than that, no, you know what I mean? And you were picking up on my biological dad and my biological mom. Um, when I was five, my mm. mom remarried and I then took on my stepdad's last name and that whole, you know what I mean? So the yeah. fact that you were picking up on my biological dad, my biological mom's dad is interesting, very interesting because I always wanted to be more close to them. I, I, anytime I was ever around them when I was little, I never had a bad memory. You know what I mean? Like it was always fun. It was always, you know, just cool. I'm, I'm hanging out with my granddad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is probably a fine time to interject. Like th there's nothing special about me. I just have an interest in it and I just learning. And, you know, so I do believe anybody can do this if they want to, just not everybody wants to, but right. sometimes people, I think it's important to possibly just do it with your own family not necessarily do readings for people, but, you know, uh, at the point that you're ready, at the point that you're confident, that you know yourself well enough, that you know that you, you simply do not allow darkness in your life. And it, that is what keeps you safe. You have mm -hmm. to give consent to anything dark. And if you just, you know, that's why I always sort of worry about people that are dabble in the darkness. I'm like, bro you know like <laughs> you do, until you know what you're even if you do know what you're doing like and uh so you know because i do know it scares some people you know right. you open a door you can't close and all that kind of thing but it i think it's like anything like i'm not going to go swim with sharks because i don't know about sharks nope. you know and I don't, i'm not going to open a door that i can't close with a shark you know but this i've been studying you know for a long time and having experiences so um, I think it's like, like anything, like get, gather a little knowledge, but I, I just felt like also kind of saying that because I feel like you're very intuitive and you, you might be able to do some work with one or both of your grandpas on your own, you know, whatever, before you, if you want to do some dream work, ask one of them to come in a dream usually takes a couple of nights, but, um, and sometimes it doesn't happen at all, but right. a lot of times it does, you know, and I, for me, it feels like the, the request line to the spirit world to manifest things in the, in the material 
it seems to take about three days. I don't know why, you know, and maybe that's just me, but you know, so I'll put the intention out there and then I'll all but forget about it. And I'll be like, Oh my God, I forgot. I forgot. I asked for a, you know, something, you know, yeah. in dreams or even in the waking life, you know, say, show me, bring me a hummingbird or bring me a, you know, a, a crow with a white feather or something, you know, right. cause I see this cause I've literally, that's literally happened. A crow with two white wing feathers came and I was like that is so specific such a specific request to hear you know from my parents and to have a crow show up with two white like when have you ever seen that you know so I've never seen that (laughs) yeah I've never seen it again that crow hung around for a while too just some sort of genetic and where the ether pulled it from you know I don't know so anyway it's fun to play around with you know absolutely and I think I am going to try some dream work and maybe some day work with, with that. Um, wow. Well, I mean, well, you, you blew one my mind. Series, well, say again. I said, you blew my mind. <laughs> okay. <Good. laughs> um, well, one thing I'll say, if you do um, uh, be lighthearted about it, don't be okay. too serious. Yeah. I, I feel like they, they like to play, you know, and it, it that's why I both, feel like they were both known as uh, jokesters. So, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's where I get my joking around from, um, on both yeah. sides of either my mom or my dad, like my mom would tell me stories like my, my grandpa on her, her dad would come in <clears throat> and they'd have the wood burner going and he'd, he'd look around nobody was looking and he, he would just put a whole bunch of black pepper on the top of the, the wood stove. So everybody would start, start sneezing. You know what I mean? And, and my grandpa Scotty was kind of the same way, you know, like a practical joker, or just goofing around, you know, ha- having a good time. But yeah, always, yeah, right. always still found time to instill a, a good message. Cause like my grandpa Tony went the last time I, I spent any time with him, we were, I was helping him with a project and he goes, he looked at me, you know, and he said my real name. He's like, you know, haste makes waste, you know, take your time with everything. And I was like, okay, I, I will you know, but then you learn to, okay, I can take my time, but maybe speed it up a little bit, but not, not enough to make waste. You know what I mean? But right. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I also saw that I didn't say was, um, I, which is kind of on topic of that is I thought I saw one of them setting a table, but it felt symbolic, like set the table, do it right. You know, like, don't just plop down and eat out of a bowl, set the table, you know, like that was kind of the vibe, but then it was very quick and kind of, it feels a little bit like some practical old fashioned advice, you know, (laughs) like Like do it right the first time. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. That's Um, crazy. Measure twice, cut once. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not quite, not cut three times and measure one time. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, also, I found kind of interesting the, the message about not being afraid to be an alpha. Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't get that read either way, you know, too masculine, not masculine. I don't I personally don't get that read, but maybe it's something personal to you that it's OK to be the alpha. You know, it doesn't because I, I in me, to- my personal life, I enjoy my husband being the alpha because I don't want to run shit. You know, right. like I like being the feminine, you know, so. That, and I, and it works like I'm, I feel safe with my husband who is willing to take the alpha role and 
be the man, you know? So I don't think that applies too much in my, my home life. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I, I am the alpha. My, my wife looks at me for, for protection and security and, and, and what have you. Every, every relationship has an argument. Yes. But right. I think that might apply more to my work life because oh, I had stepped down from a position that I was in a leadership role because mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't lead and be the person that I am because of the person that we talked about pre early oh, on where you're, right. he, he's just a, a know-it-all and wants to say this and that. And, you know, I just had to step down and, but yet the other coworkers still come to me for. I was just going to say, uh, is it possible that, that that dynamic is going to run its course because you relinquished and then that's what I'm kind of sensing is there will be a time that you will be able to take back uh, a true leadership alpha role, not a fake one, right. you know, in, in the, I hope so in the, in the wolf pack, you know, because yeah. um, gosh, yeah, I'd be curious. Yeah. Well, we're friends. That, so yeah. here, here. that took me, that, that took a lot for me to step down because I really enjoyed the position that I was in, but I did not enjoy the person Battle. that I was told that I had to be because that's not me and I'm that's not the way I lead I, I I'm a, from a military background and I'm going to do things the way I was trained and I'm going to get right in the suck with with the guys that are around me and, and right. do exactly what they do and that's not what he wanted but and I'm like mm, can't do that bro <laughs> sorry yeah well at least you can sleep at night you know yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But the last chapter is not written. No, no, not at all. So do you yeah. want to plug your stuff one more time before we get out of here? Okay. And I can't thank you enough for coming on. And I cannot wait to have you back on to, to talk about more, well, I, more stuff. I, I so. can't, I can't thank you enough and I have a lot of fun ghosts. So that Thanks. This I is did too. Awesome. Okay. I look forward to next time for sure. Absolutely. And, um, so I have a website, it's uh, WhitneyFoxMedium.com. And then the IG is TricksterFox7. Awesome. So I'd love and to, like, you know, have anybody give me a shout and say, hey, and, you know, if they've got any comments or questions or anything like that. Yes, cool. please do. Please reach out to her because she is a very kind soul. And the moment I met you and was honored to finally meet you after hearing you on 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 nico's podcast of you know three times or whatever i was just like oh my god i'm i'm gonna be on a round table with whitney i'm like holy fuck. <laughs> you know what i mean but then it turned out to be like holy shit this is great you know what i mean like the energy just flows it's like pop 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 and you know it, it's <laughs> yeah, good stuff so. likewise it is it is so okay so, cool so for my guests thank you for tuning in and don't forget Think for yourself. Well, where do I start? I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. 
Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it Another sapien that's on the globe Lost code looking for the direction but don't nobody know The only bit of insight that they ever sold me I've been start to find out doesn't really hold Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie High motives to align goals Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs Light bulbs in my head of where I might go I'm on a tightrope walking this edge And I've been wondering if anyone loves me Shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me I've been wondering if, look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick, I'll take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I want a soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause, fuck I'm batshit what you read in the covenant It's cap. You were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this Upside down system had enough of it We batshit what we read in the covenant It's cap, we were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this Upside down system had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this They bitch made Hey, keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme. I'm flying high by the seat of my pants. A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance. Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France. But in the Northwest, I trip without a traveling band. Yeah. And that's word to my cat plug. I'm higher than giraffe puss. Look what the cat drug in. Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub. At midnight, I don't fill it up with the tap cup. Soaking in my cannabis suds. Anything for a buzz. Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug. Peel through a fat stash, burning the last nug. I picture this dimension I don't wanna come back from. But here I am, still stuck in the bathtub. My brain fried, but honestly, I'm fine. I'd rather not have one. I'm batshit. I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap, you were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.